When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. But when Kota Ibushi removes his pinky in the middle of the ring at Wrestle Kingdom with a katana blade, that's a monster pop. <laughs> Yo, I am D Straight, and I am here with Twitch Ingenue, a former pro wrestler, Reclaim Joey. Joey, say hi, buddy. What up, man? How's it going, everybody? That's not the only person I'm here with, of course, as usual. PhD Ultra Brain, actual doctor, doctor of destruction. Did you enjoy your week off, man? Yeah, it was nice. I actually got to go to a local uh, Motor City Comic Con, a little local event. There was actually quite a few wrestlers there. Oh, yeah. Um, and someone who's wrestling adjacent, and I'm happy to talk a little bit about that. Let's get right into that. Which wrestlers were there? So there was a, four people from AEW. Uh, two of them were not at the days that I was at. I was only there Friday, but uh, on Friday there was Ethan Page and Ruby Soho, and they also had a panel, which I don't know if you guys knew this, but Rampage is taped. Because what? they had a panel at the exact same time that they were both on Rampage. Well, we knew, we all knew that. Yeah, we knew that Rampage was paid. Yeah. yeah, I know. Just... He's, bullshit. He's bullshitting, dude. <laughs> so, wait, was there, oh, okay, was there, um... Could you turn your humor knob up? I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> listen, so we're, like, so they were going against, they were competing against their own show that they were on. Kinda, yeah. So, were, I did mean, anybody show up? Were they, did they yeah, have, like, Yeah, there was okay. people there. All right. Um, there was one kind of... I thought this was kind of a Markish question. I wasn't able to go to the panel for very long uh, just because of schedule stuff, but uh, someone had asked uh, if they preferred backyard wrestling or what they do now, which I thought was oh like a my fucking God. stupid what question. What a fucking stupid question. <laughs> Jesus. Who um, asked it? What did they look like? Can you describe them I, to I, us? I, did, I, didn't get, I didn't get a good look at them. I wish I did. Oh, my God. What? what how do they <laughs> react? I got to know. Well, like... Ethan Page was kind of like, well, you know, like, I, I kind of just like performing and whatnot. He's like, there's a lot of empty seats now, and, you know, that's fine. Like, like entertain the people that are here. So it was like, that was probably the, the nicest way he could have replied without, like, just, you know, calling the guy an idiot. Jesus, but, come on. At least try to keep kayfabe a little bit. Good Lord. That's yeah, insane. and then, uh, but then uh, the rest of the weekend, there was MJF, who uh, we'll have plenty to talk about there as well, and Adam Cole. And I did find something funny about their bios on their website. So... All of them, it says they're known for AEW, obviously. Um, Ruby Soho, it also has WWE. Uh, Ethan Page doesn't say he's known for Impact, even though his bio talks about wrestling in Impact, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of funny. Adam Cole just says known for AEW and ROH. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, I thought that was insane. I'm like, that guy was the face of NXT for a while and just, yeah, don't put it in my bio. I guess like they have they have a say over what they have in their bio. Yeah, I think that like their agent or whoever just gives out the bio and puts it on there. Did you get to meet anybody and talk talk to anybody? Tell them about Monster Pop. I, I unfortunately didn't get to do that. The I had a very brief interaction with. Uh, I ran into like Ethan Page and he complimented my shirt. Oh, I was shit. wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, you know, kind of like what he does on <laughs> in Men of the Year. But uh, Dude, you're over. He I didn't realize who it was at first. So I was like, over. oh shit, that was Ethan Page. He didn't realize that it was you, Dr. Deshaun. I, I, so I didn't realize it was him at first. And I was like, oh shit. Like, because he's like, additionally, I'm walking by. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I wish I got to talk to him more. But oh well. Dude, how Dude. fucking like hard did you get after that? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, it was just like, I was like, oh wow, that was like kind of cool. But. I wish, Eth I wish Ethan Page would fucking compliment my shirt. Maybe I need to put on some Aloha shirts and just go prancing by him. <laughs> just, just walk by him, like, yeah, hoping he noticed, like, a by peacock. And, yeah, I keep going just back and forth. in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you ever have a friend like that when you play a video game and, like, you have a friend that, like, 
they uh they like have all the stuff unlocked already like they have the cool gear and like the cool armor and stuff like that and they just like prance in front of you but doesn't don't say anything and they're clearly <laughs> trying to get you to be like oh cool armor <laughs> oh what this old thing you know that kind of shit <laughs> sounds like you're talking about of. somebody specific <laughs> my friend draw <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this 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 thing that i got you know i'm yeah, well, what, not this like you know thing? 20 levels out of date but you know <laughs> you know what um while you were there were you able to pick up any issues at alpha flight or anything <laughs> i didn't really look uh didn't really look for that if, if i knew you were in the market you know i'm trying to i'm trying to look out for get some time. fill-ins yeah is anybody in the f- market for alpha flight no just, no just go to half price books to the fucking quarter bins um <laughs> was there anybody i don't know it, you know what would have made this complete you had some AEW wrestlers there but what if like someone from the scooby-doo live action movie would have been there that would have really fucking set it off you know it's it's funny that you asked because <laughs> one freddie prince jr was in fact there i guess oh you also had uh <laughs> you did also have uh a matthew willard as well but you know Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. is the one who's got, you know, yeah, the everywhere. Uh, tangential yeah. relation to, uh, and maybe less tangential relation to wrestling now. What was the highlight of that whole thing? What whole I mean, thing? not to ruin the whole segue, but <laughs> what was the highlight of that whole thing that you did? That, uh, that you did there? Did you, like, did you pick up anything crazy? Like, did you see anything cool? Like, what was your highlight of the uh, I mean, of like, the I kind of just, you know, it, you know, I go with, like, my family and whatnot. You know, we, we get a little shopping in and stuff like that, but, uh. Hard to say what the highlight was right now. But what'd you get? Come on, what'd you get? Let's hear it. Let's uh, hear the haul. I did get. I got a, a couple. Um, I did get a couple shirts. I also filled out. Uh, I, I do collect uh, some Transformer figures, and I got like one of my Grails, so that was kind of nice. But I was gonna say some fucking Juggernaut busts. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were the, there were some of those, but <laughs> Juggernaut busts. Oh, <laughs> Matthew, like wait wait some like ahead, big sorry. titties or like just oh. like the actual juggernaut character like <laughs> that's statues. i meant the latter uh, i meant the okay, latter but, but you could there, there might have been yeah. there might have been something that was both i can't confirm or deny that let's be like damn she's got some juggernaut bus well you know if you go to those costume stores you can get the little fucking like um bikini titties or whatever that you can put on to real fucking fun, fun time at a party Good lord! Um, you can put them on in the closet for seven minutes in heaven and surprise your your partner. So Freddie Prince Jr. Right? He's been in the uh, wrestling news world a little bit lately because he's talking about wanting to start yet another indie promotion. Right? Uh, this one's he said he doesn't he does he said he said it's not an indie promotion. He oh, said okay. he had he said he, this is going to be a big budget thing. It has um, TV apparently. He, he said that he wants it to have TV. I don't think he's even oh, like. God. I'd be shocked if he was in talks. This guy seems like he just has like a lot of talks, a lot of shit. This is not the same thing as like hearing that Tony Khan wants to start a wrestling promotion. So this guy does have millions of dollars. He hit. What did he say? He said he has enough to uh, to give it a shot for like what did he say three years or something like that? I don't want to fucking yeah. quote, but. He said he has enough money for three years, like, if they fail. Like, he just has the money to go for three years. Like, he's just going <laughs> like, to dig in his own pockets? Yeah. yeah, like, he's like he said he's got enough capital to fucking, like, put it together for three years. And, uh, you know, if they he wants a big-budget TV deal. Uh, apparently, he's bought, like, a lighting kit from, like, a, um, from some sporty... Like, I guess it was boxing or something like that. Like, um, yeah. something crazy like that. So, he's... He's like, yeah, I got like a, you know, 
$80,000 kit for like 6,000 bucks. What a deal or something like that. Oh my <laughs> like, God. What the fuck? But he said he wants it to be a SAG show. Um, the Screen That's Actors right. Guild. And That's like, the big thing about this. So it is, a, yeah. A quick goggles search reveals that he's supposedly worth Thirty million, but I'm also seeing eighteen. Like that's that's a lot of dough. I mean, obviously, yeah. but for for a celebrity, isn't he married to fucking Sarah Michelle Geller? I don't know. Did they really separate? Is that only his net worth? Because doesn't she have to fucking make bank well, off of Buffy reruns and shit? Either way, <laughs> if he budgets, if he if he has it, honey, or using the Buffy rerun money for some wrestling, that cruel that said, cruel intentions money. Well, he said he also wants to 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 own the building that they run in. I mean, that's not so much different than like, um, yeah, yeah, you know, like I mean, Daly's place, I guess, you know, or something that that. That's uh, not a Tony cheap Con endeavor, knows. though. Yeah, it's really not a cheap endeavor. But if he has like X amount of money to get started, or if he has some backers or something like that, you know, that's a whole that's a whole other story. He obviously knows people with big pockets and. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he'll get something going. The thing is, I don't have a lot of faith in it. I just don't think that he's a student of the game. He wrote for Raw at one time, and he, he listens so, to Jim Cornette's fucking yeah. podcast. He, oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said that. Oh fuck. Good. No, somebody's at my door. Hold on. Man, answering your door at this time, and I brave. Let's keep it rolling. All right. If Joey is murdered on the podcast. <laughs> I would say air like just release it anyways in his honor, but we wouldn't have access to his feed. One of those shitty true crime podcasts will be sampling this. Little did he know that at the door was a fucking killer. Oh my god! Uh, I'm sorry about, about that. I, I think Freddie just heard the uh, the people picking up the trash at the door. Oh, okay. sorry. Where was I? I fucking was making. You don't think he's a student in the game? Oh, he yeah, listens I, to. Yeah, he obviously listens to. Jim Cornette's podcast or whatever, but like he acts like he has this experience in fucking pro wrestling. He was a writer on Raw in one of the worst eras of fucking WWE ever, and um, he there weren't. I mean, to teaching... be fair, does that really mean much when there's like a oh, team of twenty that, writers? That's what I'm saying. It's like he wasn't learning from Terry Funk or some shit. Like he wasn't under somebody's actual wing. What was he actually learning about pro wrestling? Why do you need Terry yeah. Funk when you have Terry Pritchard? <laughs> <laughs> Terry Pritchard. Well, I mean, Tom Pritchard, or you know, they they know about wrestling, but still, I don't. No, I don't Terry know. Pritchard is Tom Tom uh, Pritchard's uh, <laughs> no good thieving ass nephew. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh. I just I just don't I just don't I don't know. I, he doesn't come off as like a somebody that really like gets or understands pro wrestling the way like a Tony Khan would, you know, or it just does. I don't know. It just doesn't have the same fucking to- idea and feel to it. And I've seen him say some shit on Twitter and I'm like this guy does is fucking clueless. I've seen it before. I've and like, you know, maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I see him say some shit and I'm just like this guy is absolutely fucking clueless. Well, Tony Khan so, other than being from a billionaire family would tell stories about, "Oh, you know, if I made good grades, my dad said I can do whatever I want and wanted and I fucking flew to barely legal or whatever paper yeah. you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit like that and you're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. like this this guy is like at he least identified it. the cool shit when he was young. Yeah, that's a good exactly. sign. But you know what was a better sign? The billion dollars plus. <laughs> but he admits it. He's like, I got enough to get going, and if we never make any money, I have enough to go for three years until we have run out of gas. Like he has a, he has a business plan at least, and he admits it. If they get a TV deal, then that money is obviously stretched further. 
Yeah. So, like, that makes sense. He obviously has some connections. You know, this isn't uh, some guy. This isn't an Eric Bischoff looking for a TV deal or something like that. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And uh, well, real quick, well, let's talk whatever. about the let's talk about the SAG thing because I think that's the most interesting thing of the uh, story. I agree. With yeah, you. I agree. Yeah. So when AEW started, I don't think Tony Khan expressly said that he was going to not only let them not necessarily even his, have his wrestlers join SAG or another union, but I don't even think he mentioned benefits specifically. I think Cody Rhodes was the one who kind of went on about that. Also, about, I think Cody Rhodes kind of shut up about it the minute AEW actually became a thing. Yeah. He did I, shut up about it, and maybe he it wasn't his place to make those comments. But Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I halfway recall him talking about it in a press conference and – Am I imagining this? Imagining Tony Khan kind of looking uncomfortable while he talked about that at a press table? Did uh, I dream that? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I do think I think he did dream that. I don't think so. I, I think like maybe what, what what I heard later on is he was talking about like uh, some of their higher higher level employees or something like that having insurance or something. No, no, I was talking uh, about the executives, guys. Come on, guys. No, seriously, I don't know. I don't know about executives. Nah, I, I, I don't know about executives. I meant like. Like people, just people in the office, and uh, like you know, it yeah. could be QT Marshall or something like that. But um, I don't know. I don't really know the 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 ins and outs of that or whatever. But like, how does this even work? And and, and one thing is, we are kind of talking about this story a little late because the story actually broke before we talked last time. It's just something that we forgot to talk about. Like, um, so I got to hear what like Jim Cornette had to say about it since they were. Um, he was saying that he was learning everything from Jim Cornette's podcast, which you really shouldn't do. I mean, Jim Cornette's a, like a smart guy and he has a lot of good points, but he's not perfect. And he's definitely got like a lot of old ideas that I don't think would actually work. And he's definitely got his stuck in his own ways as well. But they were like, what, what are these? What is, what does like people in the union know about wrestling? Like when a guy is like upset that he has to cut himself or he has to get color yeah, you know, and he goes too. to yeah, and he goes to the union, and he's like, they're like, what's color? You know, like they're not gonna know wrestling terms. They're not gonna know like what's needed. Uh, what happens when a wrestler like doesn't want to do business, so he goes to his union, and like you know, a storyline. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure go he would, he would be go. able to like translate getting color into you know. Sure. They want me to cut for myself sure. open for like, sure. It's more about like what it, what does that represent and like. Like, what does this company know about the ins and outs of pro wrestling? Yeah, I, I think at the end, end of the end of the day, if a wrestler goes to his union rep, or if mm -hmm. a worker, let's just say, if a worker goes to their union union rep and it expresses some kind of disappointment with what's going on or uncomfort yeah. uncomfortability with what's going on, you know, that's you know, it's just going to be handled like any other grievance. And what? Right? Well, what? And what if some? What if the, What if somebody that's hard to work with wants to abuse it? Like a Hulk Hogan type or something like well, that that goes goes to the union. And they're like, they don't want to fucking put somebody over, and they're like, they're gonna make me take the DDT, and the DDT is really dangerous, and you know, and this fucking rep that doesn't know shit is like, you want them to drop him on his head? You know, absolutely not. He's not taking that move or something that's, like that. You know what? But the cornet the cornet example, you know, takes for granted that it's going to be, you know, an an already existing union. I think a wrestler's union almost it would be I think the best thing to compare it to Well if it's it to, the SAG it would be the existing yeah, union. But it would say, be, yeah, yeah, it would have to but be. But let's but let's not let's say it's not SAG. Like they could they could start a new union. I mean, 
for instance, like the Major League Baseball Players Association. I think that's a better example. It's run the union reps are ex-ball players. They're people that know the business, the industry. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we what we would probably have here. And if it was SAG, they would open up a new division of that for specifically. I mean, don't, aren't like stuntmen part of SAG? I know. That, yeah, I, I don't want to speak out of ignorance there, but I know at some point there was a, a fight to get them in. It shows you how up to date I am on history because... I, I think they are now, and that's... But, you know, I, I think that if wrestling became part of SAG or wrestlers became part of SAG, they're going to hire somebody to, you know, rep to represent these guys that knows the fucking business. They're not going to have fucking, you know, Dave Goulet or what the fuck ever, like, move over there and fucking represent wrestlers. It's not going to well, happen. So I think let, I think, I think Cornette's example is, is just for talk. I don't think that's how okay. it works. I don't think Let's they talk- get an ignorant person in there. Let's talk about okay, so so Tony Khan's obviously got more money than um, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah. But let's, what what about what is? Let's talk about like uh, let's put like what I think about uh, the kind of wrestling mind um, that Freddie Prince Jr. is aside, and let's talk about like in the Raw, like what does Freddie Prince Jr. have? Like what 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 does he have that uh, Tony Khan doesn't? And Obviously, this guy was like a big Hollywood. Or I don't, would you say big Hollywood star? But he, he was, was twenty yeah. plus years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So he, this guy, whatever it is, he's met people. He's been around. He has like real connections in Hollywood. He has his hand in it. It would be similar to like a fucking like The Rock fucking starting a wrestling promotion or something like that. Except for the mind, you know what I mean? Right. This guy has like real Hollywood connections that even Tony Khan doesn't have, and that's he knows David Arquette. Di- yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's 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 a dynamic that like none of these that that a Tony Khan wouldn't have, or yeah. even a Vince McMahon wouldn't have, like uh, I th- I connections think, like that. Yeah, yeah. That and he would have. Yeah, he would have some. I don't know what good it would fucking do him unless he wants to. Get, I don't like, either. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe fucking he gets Rachel Lee Cook to fucking like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shannon Elizabeth, like all those yeah. fucking like coming yeah, of age you know, actors, actors. Yeah, like they're gonna cut a promo, and, like <laughs> right. put over, you know, I don't know, fucking Damian Sandow or whoever he gets. Like I don't know, but you know, going back, like, going... ten things I hate about your top heels, and like they fucking do shit like that. Oh um, who I don't know. I mean, I don't know who he knows and who he doesn't know. And obviously, he's been around doing writing and things like that. This guy doesn't have to be. That's that's something else. He didn't have to be a writer for WWE. He he didn't need the money. Right. Like, why did he just decide to like not be on TV, um, not be somebody that was featured? He he he's a, he's a movie he's a he's a movie star that didn't that just got a job as a writer in WWE because he wanted to. The same you reason that you see celebrities sometimes writing comic books and shit. He wanted to do it. He was interested. But he, but, in wrestling. but I, that's true. But like at the same time, like it's not like his name was put on it. Like we didn't know people. Most people don't even yeah. know. Like yeah, he, it's yeah. not like he. There's no credits at the end of Raw. No, you know. Yeah, nobody and wants like, to take yeah. credit for that. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <but> still, <laughs> I mean, no one wants is, to take down take uh, I, take credit for the countdown to Cody. Clock? Yeah, Come I, on. I think what this is going to end up being is either number one, nothing, like nothing will right. happen, or number two, it's going to be an indie motherfucker. You don't have big giant corporate backing. That's an indie. If it's just yeah. you, Freddie Prince fucking Junior. Oh, it's not an indie motherfucker don't put yourself over like that it's an indie until like you're on i don't know when is an indie not an indie anymore when they have a big tv deal when they have big time corporate backing when they have big big ass money behind us not just a 
a guy say, yeah. worth, worth I mean, twenty yeah. to thirty million who's married to Buffy I'd digging yeah. his own pockets. I'd say if he has if he has a business plan and it's reliant on, uh, it's reliant on um, uh, you know, getting the TV deal and if they get a TV deal and stuff like that, I'd say What's, it's not an indie. Like, would you call Impact an, an indie even 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 in the situation that they're in right now? And they're like nowhere. They're like a shell of their former selves. Like that's an interesting would you still, question. Would you even call it an indie at this point? Like it's. But still, ROH oh, was always called an indie. You know, even when they yeah. had you know bigger TV and a bigger presence. The that's Impact true. thing that that is an interesting question with Impact. It yeah. kind of is now. You know? Yeah, it kind um, it's kind of an indie, like a, just a fucking overgrown indie. Yeah, like but man, I think that indie. I still think the most important part of this conversation, going back to it. Is benefits for wrestlers, whether or not they're even unionized. Like we've all worked for companies before where we were not union, and I'm pro union just for the fucking record. But um, mm-hmm. where we were not union, we still received benefits. And that wrestlers are denied benefits. What's you know what I mean? They, these guys get injured, but most of the fucking most of the claims are you know they get stitches, but they have they probably would keep their their doctors there like their backstage doctors there still to take care of that shit so they're gonna go in for mris and shit like that more often than a regular person but man it's just not that often that you know you don't get fucking cancer from wrestling you don't get the the long term you know at least while they're employed by the company you know they're not getting and we're not necessarily talking about retirement. We're just talking about medical benefits. Or right what about now. yeah? Or what about putting their families on their on their own on their yeah. insurance? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like like I understand the premiums would be a little higher, or, and you know they're going to be higher. They would be higher, but the fact that they're keeping that out of reach for guys, it's a work. Like insurance companies are are a fucking work. Straight up. Straight. Yeah. I, I mean that's what it is, and that's bullshit. You could you could fucking cover these guys. Wrestlers, they would still have to pay premiums, right? Like we all pay that we when you have medical benefits, you know, nine times out of ten at a company, you're still paying premiums. Uh, right. If you but... have decent insurance. And then and then AEW or or whoever, whoever the company is, I'm gonna pick on Tony Khan, AEW would pay, you know, their part of it. And then there's still co pays. Well, and well, then there's still deductibles. And so they still they still so much money is yeah. is fucking coming out of pockets before the insurance company has to fucking pay anything. It is such yeah, a sure. fucking work. It is a work, but at the same time, um, like people talk about insurance, people talk about insurance, but apparently, from what I understand, anytime somebody gets a major injury, WWE takes care of it, and and so does AEW. They pay they pay for whatever expenses there are, just right out the right out the bat. Okay. Like the, like wrestlers aren't really. Um, and big companies aren't um, responsible for their own like responsible yeah. for paying for that stuff. So that's that's another. There's thing. still it's reasons like, they'd yeah, want to have health insurance. Yeah, though. there are reasons they want to have health insurance, and you're right. But like you know, if you want to get take take you know take your kid to to the doctor, I mean, yeah, there's copays and things like that. But it's ultimately deductibles, at least, copays, for, yeah, for at least premiums for at least, that you like, pay. Right, but for at least doctor visits and things like that, and getting things are like dental and stuff. Like those aren't going to be that bad. Uh, it's it's the big stuff that makes that that becomes like a really big problem. But like I said, like WWE covers all that shit. And yeah, um, yeah. That, so they should at least have shit for their families or for non wrestling. Yeah. They could keep wrestling related injuries out of the equation somehow. It it can right. be done. They're not doing it. They're fucking mm-hmm. kayfabing. It's it's horse shit. It's bullshit. yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on. Yeah. Well, okay. actually, I think. Uh, 
unions are a good transition to uh, someone who sounds like he could use a union, Kota Ibushi. Oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, run us down exactly what Kota was talking about. I, I, I saw the translated post, but run us down exactly what's going on here, at least his claims, his his side of the story. This is pretty fucking wild. There are two sides to every story, but this is just insane. So let's hear it. Yeah, so there's just, I mean, there's a whole lot to go through, but uh, like the, the core crux of it is that there's this one guy, I can't remember his name. Let me see if I can find that. Um, there's this one guy who's kind of just had a history of like screwing him. Was it, was it, was it like good or? <laughs> but anyways, so this guy had like, he screwed him out of like merch money and stuff like that in the past. Um, didn't give him like his share of like Golden Lovers merch and other things like that. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of like talks about how this guy is like continuously or is still mistreating him. He's like called him back like early from his injury um has told him that I, I guess he wrestled in and some of this i don't know if it's just mistranslation or miscommunication on some of it because he claims that he has like heat with some people like taka even though like he was the one whose promotion he just worked in uh pretty recently and seemed to be what got him in trouble uh kikuchi is the guy's name yeah i think if i didn't butch that pronunciation so i guess there's some people that that help promote like uh all that 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 um uh, Michinoku Pro stuff and everything, and um, I guess they help out behind the scenes at New Japan as well. So yeah. this guy's essentially the American American equivalent would be like an agent. What do you think? Like a uh, backstage kind of agent? Maybe a little bit more than an agent. Maybe okay. closer to like what uh, what like Bruce Pritchard probably. Does. Uh, well, he's uh, talent relations. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Pritchard okay. Or, okay. Uh, or or John Laurinaitis or something. It's for Daniels and and AEW. Yeah. yeah. I was reading that this guy still answers to Gato. Like at the end of the day, like Gato has final say over, you know, yeah, booking yeah, well, he's the, yeah, he's like the lead that. booker. But apparently, uh, somebody that's helped taking over uh, booking duties is uh, Dick Togo. Yeah, exactly. And this is this guy is apparently Dick Togo's crony. Yeah, well, I mean, Tiger Atori, I guess, retired from that role too. So I think whatever was going on there. Tiger Atori fucking showed up at Capital Collision. That he did. Surprising. He sure did. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. He's in America and everything. He uh, stopped by for a quick sandwich, actually, on his <laughs> yeah. Um So so what? So what's he his saying? His story gets crazier. Yeah, let's hear it. I mean, I said he was kept trying to like bring back from injury, um, but when he said that he was injured at another point, he was like, well, if you don't you know, show up, we'll fire you or whatever. Um, it's apparently held him back in a few other key events. Uh, he kind of exposes some people who have uh, had uh, extramarital affairs, uh, including Kikuchi and a few other like wrestlers in New Japan. Uh, it wasn't clear if he was like if it's that he has like real heat with them or whatnot. I mean, that stuff's not really well received there. Those are some and insane fucking accusations. Jesus did he name? Christ. Did he name names for like the marital infidelity stuff? Yeah, um, let's he have it. Them, let's see. All right, we've got. Uh, I think Kikuchi himself, Taka, and Taichi. Do you think when Ta- people- do you Wait, think when Taka which- goes to see his mistress, he knocks on the door and goes, "Taka here, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> Taka is coming, motherfucker. <laughs> Taka is coming, motherfucker. It's weird that he names only the people he has heat with. <laughs> Like and these well, specific it, people. It's weird too because like in someone pointed this out like in the Reddit thread too that it was like it doesn't really make any sense that he would have heat with Taka if he's working a date in his promotion. Yeah. 
There's so there, there's two sides. Yeah, to, there's weird. two sides to every story here. Um, Coda obviously sounds frustrated. If he said publicly that they're cheating on their wives, he now has heat with them. Believe me, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh boy, well, I mean, yeah, I think Tai Chi was already like that was already a known thing. Was yeah. it? He got punished. He got punished for it in like fourteen or something. Really? Okay. You mean he's not married to fuck? What's his valet's name? Oh my god. Uh, Miho Abe. Yeah. Oh. Miho, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's who the affair was with. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I dude, mean, can't blame him. I would love to uh, see the fucking Kota Tai Chi match now. Holy shit. <laughs> They'll just like shoot kick each other the entire time. Well, like I said, like there's two sides to every story here. Uh, Kota obviously sounds like. Um, he's upset or maybe there's just been some fucking there's just been some fallout and stuff uh, at this point they can't agree on what's happening uh, Koda wants Koda is I think he's ready to come back and he was apparently booked to win the New Japan Cup and uh, they decided not to bring him back I guess he didn't want to come back whenever they wanted him to come back before or there was some confusion there and uh, now he's sitting I'm on his ass. I'm confused about that. Yeah, now he's saying he doesn't. He's not coming back, or and they're saying that if he doesn't come back, then they're just gonna have to cut him. Which in business, if you don't show up for work, then yeah, you should be cut. And, and I, uh, as much as I want to side with him, like we don't know the whole story here. This sounds really weird, and it's it sounds like somebody that's really upset, and he wants to throw every bit of dirt to for to get people on his side. That's what it sounds like to me. And maybe that's a fucking hot take because Kota Ibushi is so beloved. But it sounds like, it sounds like he's throwing every fucking everything at the fucking wall, and he's like, "Oh, and also they cheat on their wives. Can you believe mm. that these guys cheat on their wives?" That was the only reference he had to them too. Yeah, um, and besides it, Kikuchi. Well, at the well, well, in that they all are like buddies. <laughs> so, the injury, yeah, the injury stuff is is strange because at times he mentions that they wanted him to come back before he was ready. Yeah. And then yeah. he talked about Wrestle Kingdom and how they didn't clear him to wrestle, even though they cleared fucking Shibata. Yeah, and and he, but it's just like, wait a minute, I thought I thought you were pissed that that they wanted you to come back early. Now you're saying yeah. they didn't let you come. Well, back. Well, then they so. they told him that he couldn't have the match with Shingo that he wanted and stuff like that. And I'm just confused. he sounds real unhappy. Yeah, and and it's just weird. And it's people are like, oh, where's he gonna go? Is he gonna go to AEW or something like that? And you know what? I bet he would want. I bet. He probably would want to, but Supposedly also he wants to stay in Japan. But also, p- people are forgetting that they're saying that, but we don't know. But like, there's people are we got, got to remember like before he signed with New Japan, he wasn't signing anywhere. Like it was hard to get Kota Ibushi signed on mm. anywhere. He turned everybody mm. down. He didn't need it, um, and he, it was like a big deal that he finally was like, you know what? I'm finally gonna make my home in eight and then I ate up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm signing a contract, and then he went full time, and that's why they started pushing, and that's why he became champion. All that kind of stuff. I mean, if he loses this contract, maybe he doesn't want to fucking sign anywhere again. Like maybe he doesn't go anywhere. Like or maybe he goes. Like he just starts like just doing different dates everywhere, like he was. Like and, Suzuki's been doing. Yeah, exactly. And you know, yeah, it just doesn't resign at all. Or you know, maybe Kenny asked him to come to AEW, and I know that like Kenny was said before, he's like, I didn't ask him because. I knew he would come, and I didn't want to stand in the way of him winning the championship. Well, guess what? Kota Ibushi won the championship. He's that dream is fulfilled. So, uh, what's next for him? Yeah, I, I think it's. I think if he went anywhere, it would obviously be AEW. I was gonna say real quick. Uh, it might not be anywhere in Japan because mm-hmm. eventually, in this tweet thread, he brings in the Yakuza. Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah. Let's hear this part. This is nuts. Go ahead. Give us what you got, Doc. I, I there's not much. He just kind of like just p- 
puts like a reference to the Yakuza eventually as like the thread keeps like going and it seems to suggest that, you know, either New Japan is, you know, I don't know if they're cleaning money for the Yakuza or whatnot. I mean, we've, we, we know that some Japanese promotions have had uh, tighter connections with the Yakuza in the past. Um, mm. What was the one that they did the Dark Side episode on? God damn it. Uh, FMW, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be, like, totally out of the realm of possibility, but, yeah. I, I, you know, I think this is really unlikely as well. Like, um, It does get into the realm of conspiracy. Yeah, the co- the company that owns New Japan is huge. They've got plenty of money. They don't need to borrow from the Yakuza. Yeah. So, I just well, I don't buy... I don't really think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the Yakuza... We want to just compare it to the mafia or, or American organized mm-hmm. crime, and it's a little bit different. Most of what I know, know I came from came from fucking watching 1970s Yakuza movies, but then <laughs> um, I realized that you know isn't the the big picture. But it it is different. What I do know and what I read after this story broke was in the last decade, Japan has. I know they've passed legislation to tighten the hatches on the Yakuza made it illegal for them to have meetings on your property or to take any money from them and essentially made it really, really fucking hard for the Yakuza to operate. Like shit that happened here in the States, like in the 1950s with like the Kefauver hearings and shit. They just Mm -hmm. got to that in like the last 10 like years or so. And so that, yeah, you're right. That does kind of make it, a little strange to think that they would have a hand in such a big wrestling company unless i mean maybe he's just alluding that hey you know some of these some of these guys maybe even his main target here maybe he's just saying hey they got some fucking yakuza friends not necessarily maybe that's what he's saying yeah 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 who knows but it's still a hell of an accusation to drop you you mentioned that you know it's a big company bushy road but i know sega i think it was in the 90s or whatever Got mm-hmm. all fucking twisted up with the Yakuza. I mean, so, and they were massive. Me, I mean, I mean, I don't know about massive. Sega was bleeding money. Um, they were losing a lot of money off of uh off of projects back then. So yeah, um, I remember the Dreamcast. So yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, yeah, or the thirty two X. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like they're not. But it was I still they were still a big company. They, I mean, P- Sega. If you say Sega out on the street to this day, you're probably going to get more recognition than New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, at yeah, least in the states, yeah, but probably in Japan. Sure, but their but their their name their name value has nothing to do with their capital, you know, or how much money they're making. Sure, yeah, if they're profitable or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like, but at, but at one point, Sega was a mega fucking company. It was a big company. I mean, they did a lot more than just sell shit in the states. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. That's crazy. That's something to keep our eye on. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, that's a big one. And I don't know. I don't know how. Like, where? Like, what's the follow up on this? He said all this. Is this? Is this going crazy? Like, are is somebody in Japan investigating this? Are there any like journalists out there like reporting on it in Japan or in here or here? Like, really? And I have hardly seen any news about it. I doubt there's any serious investigation. Yeah. I mean, they may be reporting on the allegations, but I think where it's headed is. What I mentioned at the top of the show when I botched all those prepositional phrases that he's going to have to remove his fucking pinky in the fucking set of the ring (laughs) (laughs) to make amends for fucking, you know what I mean? For dishonoring the Yakuza. (laughs) Then we'll know what's real. Who knows, man? Uh, 
did wait, did Inoki ever have dealings with the Yakuza or was he known for fucking like taking them head on? Because I know dude. Yeah, I know the that Yakuza, the Yakuza probably answered to him, if anything. There I is a know. great scene in the second Battles Without Honor and Humanity film where this fucking unhinged wrestler or whatever um takes on this Yakuza, kind of lower level Yakuza, and it's just a fucking cool ass scene. It's got a great wrestling scene in that <laughs> movie. But um yeah, wow. Maybe they were talking about the video game because weren't they in the video game? That's what pe- people were joking. People were joking, yeah. like, "Oh, maybe he got confused about." Yeah. No. They, well, no. They were like, they were in like, uh, like Okada and Naito and stuff. They were in Yakuza Six. Yeah. Yeah. Like straight up, like recently. This is like the recent game, I think. Huh. They're full straight, full blown in the game. What if, what if he was just like complaining about his he didn't get his money for Yakuza Six or something like? I didn't get my royalties. Ricky Dozen was supposedly murdered by Yakuza, but I mean, that was like early early 60s, maybe. There's a story about Sabu attacking a Yakuza member sitting in the front row of uh, like a New Japan card. Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. You've read Jericho's book. He talked about how he was threatened by the Yakuza. Yeah. I remember that too. That's scary, dude. That's straight scary. Has there ever been any like, uh, like, Actual like like a moth like mafia in pro wrestling in America. Oh, I almost fucking I can almost fucking tell you they absolutely did at some point. Think so? Oh yeah. Who do you, where do you think? I don't know. It, it would have likely been in the territory days. They they had their finger in a lot of fucking shit like that. And mm-hmm. just with wrestling wrestling's carny roots, I just have a hard time believing that at no point did they ever like they dip their money in like film production, and porn sure. and and. Obvi- everything you know what i mean so yeah. i kind of have a hard time thinking that they didn't ever fuck with that noah okay noah got fucked up with some yakuza scandal like 10 years ago um, holy shit yeah so fucking wwe was trying to get tajiri to do a yakuza gimmick and he was like no nah, dude fuck that why don't you oh why don't you god. why don't you have vince mcmahon come out dressed as muhammad <laughs> fucking straight up oh my god there is a history there so i i wonder what he's insinuating Anyway, we'll follow that story because, uh, I, I mean, I was just waiting for him to come back and I've been missing him and I think New Japan's been missing him. And uh, he's another guy that gives lights out matches on any given night and they've been without. And they might still be without for yeah, ever, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I want to see that guy wrestling somewhere. Whether or not he does the Suzuki thing and it's just taken, like you said, Joey, taking bookings. Or whether or not he comes to the states, and yeah, I read the word that he wants to stay in Japan. We'll see. I would even. I think, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. the stuff about him staying in Japan is full blown like speculation, yeah. but just people are saying, "Yeah, I think he wants to stay in Japan." Like, who, nobody fucking yeah. knows that. I think he. Ex- like, I think he expressed interest in staying in that thread. I could be wrong. I didn't see anything like that in the thread, so I don't really know. Okay. The only thing I saw were people like responding to it and speculating that. And well, DDT. Uh, fair enough. Noah, all Japan. Well, he said no DDT. He said no DDT. Yeah, because he left them last time, and yeah. they're not on a good. They're not he's not on good terms with them is, anymore. Isn't yeah, it? Okay. Isn't it interesting that like these companies that he actually does do long term stuff with, they seem to have some kind of falling out every time. Yeah, I mean, you I, almost. I love Kota Ibushi, yeah. but something just doesn't add up here. He should join the Yakuza. And stop being he's, a pussy. <laughs> he just. It sounds like it sounds like somebody who's just really emotional and upset about this stuff. Maybe the like Yakuza it. thing was actually a threat that, like, if New Japan doesn't deal with this, he's going to stick the Yakuza on them. Yeah, he's friends with the Yakuza. Fuck, dude. Well, um, we've covered every angle on that. Yeah. 
That's fascinating shit. That is one of the most mm-hmm. fascinating stories to come out of this racket in a long time. Man, what else did we get news-wise before we start talking about some events well, that transpired? You know, you were talking about how, you know, there's someone who we haven't seen wrestle in a while in Kota Ibushi, and there's someone we haven't seen wrestle in even longer. Ric Flair. Uh-oh. Oh, man. There's some news. There's some Ric Flair news. He's going to have a match. And there's somebody else I haven't seen wrestle in even longer than fucking <laughs> Ric Flair. Wait, what? That's rumored to be his opponent. Joey, if you were going to book a Ric Flair match. Oh, Ricky Steamboat. I saw something about this. Ricky Steamboat. What the fuck? Yeah, damn it, you knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what the? I saw something about this like right before we started recording, and I fucking didn't even like look into it very much. The rumor is, I think, FTR and Flair versus Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Steamboat, which mm, is just yeah. like... FT, Where is this like happening? F- GCW? In like, Nashville. This is a- <laughs> Supposedly Nashville. Okay. At, at, at the... Well, um, is that the... What, what is it? Starcast. Like? Starcast, that's right. Well, we did see... We did see um, Ric Flair training with Jay Lethal. Yeah. Like, he was having a full-blown match, taking bumps and everything. I just don't understand, like, is fucking Action Mike Jackson not available for his rematch with Flair? Like, this is... <laughs> like, yeah, Steamboat and Flair had some okay matches, but fuck, did you see that action, Mike Jackson, Ric Flair? Oh, my God. Match? <laughs> okay, okay, well... So how's we'll it feel, you know? When, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, you know, we always make, you know, the, the joke that's like, oh, this crappy match made this other, like, pretty mediocre match look like Flair Steamboat. That's gonna take on a whole new meaning now. Dude, the... Okay, Steamboat with Rock and Roll Express, will the announcer say coming to the ring now with a total combined age of 215 or you know what i mean <laughs> holy shit like that's why if they're gonna you know stand it you know against across the ring from ftr why not get a younger tag team than rock and roll express yeah that's super weird like holy you'd want shit. like the younger guys to carry the match why not the fucking briscoes so we can see more. Could FTR you imagine Steamboat with the Briscoes? Could you imagine St- uh, F- FTR and Briscoes just having another fucking lights out match, but then like they have to fucking stop down <laughs> the tag Dude, in fucking remember, ever so often? <laughs> remember when Ring of Honor couldn't get Ricky Steamboat to have a match and he was still like, yeah, he could still go. It's 2004. Like, how much money are they fucking <laughs> pulling out of their pocket to get to get Ric Flair to, to wrestle? Ricky Steamboat to fucking actually wrestle when he's far past like his, his prime and like far past even those days. Far past and like a safe to get, age to be doing to, this. To get FTR to team with Ric Flair who's fucking drowning in controversy right now. Like mm. wh- how much money are they pulling out for this to happen? It's, it sounds like it's, it's long it's, enough people forgot about the controversy. Like, is Saudi Arabia funding this fucking show? Like what the fuck? <laughs> oh my That's God. insane. Okay, well, speaking of getting paid a lot, there's one more uh, news story that I guess we can talk about. I think it's, like, almost a waste of time, but uh, there's all this stuff about MJF's contract, and um, he's fighting with Tony Khan backstage about uh, his contract. He wants a raise, and um, Tony doesn't want to give him a raise uh, unless he extends his contract, blah, 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 blah. Man, I'm just going to go on the record. What do you guys think about this? I, I think it's complete bullshit. I, I don't think there's any fucking kind of fucking bu- stuff going on. It's insane to me that they're putting MJF in this prominent spot, but he's like talking about how he wants to go to WWE and he doesn't want to resign and get a raise because he wants the option to go to WWE. That narrative is so insane to me and, and so stupid that I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. 
if like Wardlow squashes him and we don't see him for a while, I'll believe it. But yeah, you're right. Like, like it's, and you know, maybe that what they do isn't like good enough for him. Like he needs like the money. It's like not so much about the creative stuff, but it's like he's in such a protected spot in this company that I just mm-hmm. can't imagine that he would really like. I mean, and to some extent, it'd be like a devil of their own creation, right? That you've built this star and then he just demands more money from you. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm sure he wants more money, but I don't buy the whole like leaning towards not re-signing and all that stuff with this narrative. Oh, I'm sure everybody wants more money. Like that's that's just like right. You know, that's not. It just it's it seems weird. I feel like somebody out there ran with this stuff where he's talking about he's making those jokes about the bidding war when his contract is up and stuff like that. And he I did feel, it this week too. Yeah, and I feel like that's just he's just working everybody, and somebody out there ran with that, and they're just running with this, making up this bullshit. It's you know one of the top quote unquote dirt sheet writers right now, and he's the guy who broke the Cody story or or had all the. He, I don't know if he's the one who broke it. I don't know if he broke it before Tony Khan's tweet, but yeah, I can't remember the chronology there. But he was the guy that was kind of spearheading the news story aspects of that. And everyone in the chat was like, it's a work, it's a work. And he's like, it's not a work. It's not a fucking work. It's not a work. And Cody came out and got a promo said it wasn't a work. Yeah, but then everybody's like, ah, it's a work. And uh, yeah. and this, and Sean Ross Sapp will just say his name. Joey's trying to get his autograph, by the way, at fucking The Collective. But yeah, um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, uh, and a lot of people doubted him on, the, on that. It's, it is weird. The weirdest thing about this is like Joey mentioned before, it's like two years before his contract is up. So why, yeah. if they're having discussions and maybe having tentative disagreements, both parties know they have two years to come up with, you know, something that they can all agree on. Right. Why is and it a story now it, it, other than, you know, it's storyline, you know what I mean? And it, and it's not like, it's not like WWE is even like legally allowed to reach out to him. So it's not like he knows that they have interest in him or something like that or knows how much they're going to offer him whenever his contract is up. This is so fucking stupid. Well, you can still, everybody knows that they're interested in him, obviously. That's maybe, obvious. but like, are they going to pay him a lot more money than AEW would? Like, I don't know. To me, to me, this is stupid. This is so stupid. And like, the fact that to, to think about that they're fighting over the contract two years before it's up is just mm. just ridiculous. Could this be the seeds of the ultimate work? Just the uh, I mean, maybe like it's or if people are getting worked by it now, I just I don't buy it at all. And I've even seen Sean Ross Sapp get worked before. So I don't I don't buy it, man. Yeah, I think somebody made a I think I think uh, dickhead wrestling news pro fucking posted it probably and then somebody else fucking retweeted it and as as fucking uh an actual news story and somebody just straight up just made it up based on like i don't think he does i don't think he does he could get worked i i'm not saying and then i'm just saying i don't think he does that it snowballed and then he now he starts reporting on it and he's like oh it's just happening Uh, i think he probably has like better sources for that but again like those sources are probably also kind of in on the work if it is indeed a work, and you know what, the ultimate work includes working those guys, Meltzer look, and and Sean yeah. Rossap. I mean, look at look, uh, fucking Juice Robinson did it just recently. Did that shit? Yeah, yeah. He worked That's, the fuck out of everybody. He busted out an interview. I don't know that the story 
was that huge, this big. You know what I mean? No, of course it no. wasn't this big because Juice isn't the same size, yeah, but he still yeah. worked the fucking... He, I listened to that fucking interview. He's and it the same size legit. from the waist down. He's actually a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like when he. I'm when just he talking about that, squads and stuff. Got it. When he's that. Uh, when he did the uh, interview with um, with the Wrestling Observer, he was mm. dead serious. Uh, he did the the um, the interview professionally. It sounded a little legit. And they were like, "Who do you still want to face? You know, who's who's next?" And he's like, "Well, you know, my contract's up." Um, I don't really want to wrestle anymore. It's just really hard to get excited about wrestling. He's like, well, my my contract's going to be up in a few days, and I'm done. I signed that extension. He's like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm hey, done. to be fair, he may not be interested in wrestling at all anymore. He's just doing it for money. Uh, I, I guess the I, big thing there no, is... Well, I mean, well, after he after he showed up as, you know, as, yeah, the, yeah, as the new member of the Bullet Club, he signed obviously signed a new contract, and he, he was like, idiots, you know, on Twitter and shit like that. So, um was Dave reporting on it after that interview? Like it? Oh my God! Like, uh, Juice I mean, they posted it. Done. Like, I he's mean, gonna they, start. He's gonna start doing. Well, he's not gonna. <laughs> he's not gonna conduct an interview. Just not post. I don't. It. I don't know about the. Yeah, I mean, he posted. He posted the interview himself, and they posted it on their social on their on their YouTube channel. But and, was he saying, "Oh, looks like Juice is done"? Based on this interview, like this is the proof. I don't know that. Honestly, he that. I didn't listen to any episodes around that, so I don't know, but. Still, yeah. like, still juice so I can work that. And I saw a bunch of people posting about it. And um, Meltzer makes he, a tweet and it says, uh, Juice done with professional wrestling, moving on to a career in pinecone painting. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know. Well, but MJF, like, like, he's, I I think what we're going to, I think if this was legit, I don't think he'd be making those little asides on TV about it if it was legit. Yeah, exactly. And without Total just bullshit. getting fucking Tony's fucking top blown off you know what i mean mm-hmm. exactly well like and tony's not an idiot he's not gonna be like oh man like this guy's like trying to extort me for money i'm just gonna like give him every opportunity yeah. to do it like no yeah there's yeah, no fucking way i haven't heard anything about njf being hard to work with that way i mean he's he's like does he really seem like he's gonna be that big of a bitch about money like coming from mlw's contract and all that kind of stuff and he got out of it to go there i don't fucking know dude i, I just i don't buy it i don't fucking buy it this is stupid. Yeah. It's very weird. Like, and I think the biggest thing is the two two years away from the contract expiring. But mm-hmm. that wraps up most of the big news stories. I mean, there was a couple other yeah. things, but yeah. we don't have to hit on everything. Let's move on. You guys want to talk about um, Capital Collision? Yeah, yeah, we can start with that. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So Capital Collision, not to be confused with any other uh, conflicts at the uh, U.S. Capitol, uh, was New Japan's event this weekend, uh, Saturday. Uh, I didn't catch all of this. Um, I caught a few key matches, uh, but we had a few other ones. We have Carl Fredericks. Uh, he defeated Red Narita. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, this. Team, Filth- yeah. uh, team Filthy, Filthy Beat. Uh, I just called it an assorted team. I'm not really sure if there's... I don't watch enough strong to know did if there's not, like any... Did y'all watch the opening match? It was awesome. You're talking about Red Narita and Carl yeah, Fredericks? Yeah, and Carl yeah. Frederick. That match fucking ruled. Oh, it was so good. good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, was awesome, dude. Okay. And, Paul Fredericks look amazing. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, tag man, the multi-man tag match after that? I thought it was all right. Um, very new Japan. It is very yeah, new Japan. It was a very new Japan. Yeah, it was very new Japan. I, 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 I like. Uh, I don't want to like just completely skip over the the opener, but um, yeah, I mean, fucking Carl Fredericks was awesome. I love that these guys were working so hard and like they weren't slapping their legs and. 
these are fucking. This was the, the most solid pro wrestling uh, you could see from some young guys coming up. Like it was awesome. So sorry, I just really wanted to that's bring good. that up. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we had uh, Chase Owens versus the Great Ocon. Uh, Chase Owens goes over, uh, but Great Ocon was the crowd favorite again, and I'm a little surprised. But you know, just because like he gets a lot of flack on the internet, but. He's definitely over, especially if this like USA, New Japan crowd. I like him, all right. And like they're obviously like building new uh building Bullet Club back up ahead of uh ahead of um uh Forbidden Door, you know. They know that mm-hmm. they're like a money uh group for America and stuff like that. So they it's clear that they're trying to build them back up and make them something uh interesting and stuff, so that being said, I still don't know how I feel about a slot on that pay-per-view being occupied potentially by Chase Owens. I mean, this match wasn't too bad. It was solid. I mean, not it just a slot, the slot. I think he'll be walking away with AEW title. Yeah, oh he's going to wrestle Hangman. <laughs> but I mean, like, punk. He, this was okay. This was okay. Um, I don't know if Chase Owens has come to his own yet, but he was. He he didn't look bad here. I thought it was pretty good. No, Chase Owens is good. He's yeah. a solid guy. There's, yeah, I, you know, there was some he, cool shit that he did in this match. That I I just loved like he did. He went out of his way to make uh, Great Ocon look good. There was that awesome spot where Ocon grabbed his leg and he fucking bumped on the turnbuckle, and that was sick. I, I thought I thought this was pretty good. And uh, this started a bad trend for United Empire tonight, which was followed by the next match. Uh, TMDK, what is that? I at first I was it, like Team MDK. What it, it stands? Uh, it stands for the Mighty Don't Kneel, which is the the tag okay. team that he used to be a part of, and they got signed to WWE, and now they're split up. And um, I guess one of them got fired, and the other one didn't, which is really weird. And which I think, team is this? Uh, it was a uh, it was Shane Thorne and uh, the other guy. I forgot his name. They were T, uh, TM Six One or something in WWE. Yeah, in right. Yeah, they were the, they were called the Mighty Don't Kneel, and I guess he still uses that branding or something. All right, well, they defeated United Empire. I did not catch this match, but I did see that there was a little bit of a beef that they were building between Jonah and Jeff Cobb. It's because yeah. they have the same exact body type. <laughs> well, they're, well they're, they're like they're 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 kind of keeping um, uh, the United Empire kind of like kind of warm uh until they have their comeback up, come up because their whole like there's a theme you can see the theme like we talk about predictable new japan booking obviously they're building the bullet club back up but they're also like getting ready to, they're, they're gonna eventually bring the united empire back up but they're doing their like their little fucking what, what i don't even know what to call it but it's like their downtime right now because uh we'll see mm. that more with like what they're doing with will osprey right now um yeah, this is the dip before they come back up. New Japan books like that. Like they just, you know. Yeah. Jeff Cobb uh, and Jonah, AKA the two guys that ran up and reclaimed Joey's fucking spot on the pro wrestling scene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, next up, uh, we had Brody King versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, this was pretty good. It was pretty much, I would say, exactly what you'd expect uh, on mm-hmm. paper, and there's nothing wrong with that. Both of these guys are really good. Uh, Brody picks up the win with the Gonzo Bomb, and uh, Suzuki, post-match, gives the ref a gotch pile driver, you know, just for good measure and send the crowd home happy, I guess. Yeah, I agree. This is exactly what I thought it was 
exactly yeah, what I thought it, it was, was gonna okay. Be. It was fine. <laughs> Nothing yeah. crazy. Not everybody can have a great Suzuki match, but everybody can have a Suzuki match. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, next up, and this is one that we were definitely looking forward to, was Eddie Kingston versus Ishii. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Eddie started out, he had bandages, I guess, for the burns, but we already saw him like with like the weird makeup with the burns on Dynamite, so okay. I thought that was strange. Yeah. So We're he out didn't... of order here, but yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. But this, chrono, yeah, you're right. We're out of order in that this was Saturday night, so this is after... Yeah. Rampage, and th- that's where he came out with the makeup, right? Or was it Dynamite? It was Dynamite. Thank yeah. you. It was, it was Dynamite. Dynamite. It was yeah. Dynamite. So this was after that. So in theory, it's had three days to shrink a little bit. I liked that he put the bandage on. You know, obviously they weren't going to have like a TNT ready makeup person uh, at Capital Collision. So put the bandage on, man. Respect kayfabe. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was he tears yeah. it off eventually, anyways. But he, he did oh, tear shit. it off and like. There was nothing I, under it, there. It was weird. It was nothing under there, but they were oh, also man. like, yeah. I mean, and, and and they didn't even work it. I thought like maybe like Ishii would have slapped him and he would have sold it real hard or something like that. I he didn't basically even like. He basically like, just like it basically wasn't a factor in the match, which is kind of weak. I don't like that very much, but yeah, at the same time, I kind of agree. I, yeah, at the same time, the match was pretty good. I don't think it, it was good, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought both guys did a really good job. Uh, Eddie was selling hard for him, and it was awesome. Um, the match was good, but it wasn't. I got a maybe it, hot take. I, I think I, I don't, Eddie. I, I thought Eddie was better than Ishii in this. I thought they had some communication issues. Yeah, something was, was a, weird yeah. about it, and it wasn't the it wasn't the the quality that you expect from Ishii. Yeah, it seemed yeah for yeah, sure. It seemed like they weren't really able to get on. There's a couple moments where they weren't able to get on the same page, and it kind of you know stopped things down a little yeah. bit. But it wasn't bad. Yeah, I was still into yeah. it. I'll, I, I'll say this. I was into it enough to where I didn't notice the bandage coming off. Like when he came out with it, I was like, okay, cool. He did something. I was wondering about that because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got like into a fire up and just ripped it off. Yeah, he just tore it off. Yeah, that's weird because that burn makeup was so gnarly on Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> like, it looked yeah. like a fucking, like they shouldn't have gone. They shouldn't have done like the fucking yellow pussy fucking shit burn like. That was like a second degree burn he had on his face. Our first degree burn. <laughs> it's like him looking infected and shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> they should have been a little bit more subtle on TV because yeah. Now that you mentioned he ripped it off and it's like nothing under there. It's like oh, why even do it then? Just yeah. Fucking yeah. Just wear a bandage on AEW TV and then like we'll just sell it like it's healed in three days. It's fine. But um, yeah, I still like this though, and I think that this could lead to a rematch down the road that might be even better. I was so shocked to see Ishii go over because I'm so used to yeah. him putting over guys. So finally, when it gets to a guy who I'm really high on right now, of course, <laughs> of course, Ishii beats him. So he has to lay down for Adam Cole and you know people like that. It seems like yeah. everybody, Josh everybody, Alexander, Josh Alexander, yeah, everybody. You know, so whatever. I'm still. Yeah, I'm always think- glad to see Ishii go over, no matter what. So awesome. I think. I think what I like most about this match is that Ishii like just has like the willingness to uh take certain hits so like and i think it just really worked for like eddie's style like he had some of like the best machine gun chops i've like ever seen like where they just felt like real and legitimate whereas a lot of times like they, they do it so lightly that it just looks kind of like mm. pathetic and i but you could hear each one and like just the way like eddie could just like lay in shots on him i thought it really like took the match to 
level higher than it would have been otherwise. And he's a student of game, man. He really and is. He, yeah. And he broadcasts the shit he's watching, and you see it show up in his matches. Are you at least not like we see Bret Hart. It's yeah. not like we see Bret Hart shit. It's not like the Bret Hart shit we see show up in like CM Punk and FTR. But I mean, you can just see the influence of the stuff he's watching. Every once in a while, he'll do, you know, he'll pull a move out or whatever, like somebody's signature move. But that that's okay. It's not like he's stealing. I'm not going to use the word stealing. It's not like he's doing tribute <laughs> spots. And they um, delivered. They delivered for the crowd too. The crowd loved it. They got this is awesome chance. Sure. They wanted them to not stop. And yeah, holy shit, uh, chance before the and they, match. Yeah, yeah. And the match was like a twenty, like a full twenty minutes. It was awesome. Like I mean, there was, it was like I said, it's not quite as good as like uh, you would expect from an uh, an Ishi match. But that's Ishi's so good that that's still really good. You know, I'd cool. like to see it. I'd like to see it again. But if we don't see it, this was fine. Like I said, good to see she pick up the win. We then had a Leo Rush return to New Japan and cut a promo. Says he's not cleared yet, I guess. And yeah, that was kind of weird. He puts the junior heavyweight division on notice and, you know, mentions the champion, Ishimori, and a few others. Um, Hiromu. Those would be fun matches, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's not in Best of the Super Juniors, um, obviously. That would have been a lot of fun too. Yeah, this promo's pretty good. Like his he's got a good voice, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? He's got a he has a very strong commanding voice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see obviously he's worked strong before Joey and I saw him live yeah. back in September. I would like to see him go to Japan for a little while and, and work those big junior heavyweight names. That'd be a lot of fun because, you know, Joey was like, oh, when he introduced me to Leo Rush, he's like, this guy's a next level high flyer. And he really is. Mm -hmm. You know, those matches are going to be fun. Uh, Can I interject really quick? This just popped up on my Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. says, I just want to I just want it to be better than anything you've ever seen. Okay, me too. Uh, It's not like I'm a psychopath about it. It's not like I think about it all day long. It's not like I'm speaking to the masters and reaching out to the recluses who no longer play. Okay. Okay, I am doing all that, but I'm not crazy. Wait, what? He says, okay, he's, I am doing all that, but I'm not crazy. Yeah, he's saying he's talking to Terry, the Terry Funks, and he's talking so. to the <laughs> Cornets. Or, I'm, not necessarily those guys specifically, but that type. that's what he's saying he's doing, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which you know old heads he's talking to, but... Hey man, yeah. we'll we'll check out your first show. Yeah, I mean he I has he, should... he has a podcast. I wonder if he talks about it and stuff on his show. Oh I my think god, he has to right. He just talks about who Ryan Seacrest is dating. His podcast is called Wrestling with Freddie. It's That's... a wrestling podcast. Is it? Yeah, he has okay. an actual pro wrestling podcast, which undoubtedly gets more hits than ours. Wow. You know what, Freddie Prince? We're calling you out, dude. We're gonna start a fucking promotion and have a TV deal. We can run it for about three days. Yeah, we got about three days <laughs> worth of fucking uh, capital. Actually, maybe not even that much. We had then had a tag team match with Jay Lethal and Hikuleo versus Okada and Rocky Romero replacing the apparently COVID positive Trent Beretta. That's right. Yeah. I. You know what? That's the best thing that could have possibly happened. Because <laughs> you. let's just not mention Hikuleo again. Because he's a non-factor here. This is about Jay White. Straight and up, Okada. you kind of like 
you had mentioned that like he wasn't he didn't do anything offensive then we watched the match I'm like yeah because he didn't fucking do anything well all to he, me all, honestly there's a bigger story there about him because i will i will mention him again but we'll get that oh yeah yeah there is the, yeah i think I, I think it's a really good one so i will get to that and he, you're right he didn't do anything offensive but he was he was fine but yeah you're yeah, right this was he about served he served a role he mm-hmm. worked some control segments on rocky or whatever so he could get the hot tag on okada shit like that mm-hmm. there were but, man those those tags were hot okada and jay white oh my god the chemistry they've got a title match coming up i'm not sure what it is we could look that up real quick but oh my god i'm so excited for that these are two top five guys in my mind if mm-hmm. maybe top 10 but man you'd have a hard time finding four other guys better than these two to kick one of them out of the top five. Like, oh my God, the chemistry is insane. And then, you know, we're we're thinking, you know, Okada, Jay White, Okada, Jay White. And then Rocky Romero gets in and has an amazing sequence with Jay White. It was so yeah. it was so good. Like I and Rocky, I know he had like a really good match in Best of the Super Juniors. What was that a couple years ago now or three years ago? That got everybody talking. But um was he in the J Cup? I can't remember back in twenty nineteen. I can't remember. Either way, he had like a remember me kind of match i can't remember who it was with was it with lp joey do you remember that match a remember me kind of match like i'm rocky romero remember how fucking good oh I am. yeah, I don't yeah. Just well, come well, out that's with... a, the thing about rocky romero is he always has a lot of buzz every every fucking junior tournament and then people forget and then he has like other bangers and then people are like oh my god rocky romero had the coolest match and then like people forget about it and then and then the next tournament comes up and they're like oh my god rocky romero had this insane match but he's he's that guy that like consistently performs in that way and he's still very like unsung he's an unsung hero of a uh, junior heavyweight wrestling he doesn't seem to care if he gets a push or care where his place is on the card like mm-hmm. he'll come out and hype up you know showing yo when that was his role or come out with best friends or whatever but when he got some time with jay white I wasn't really expecting it to be that good. And testament to how good both... And I know fucking Rocky Romero's great. I loved him in his Ring of Honor days. Holy shit. And he's still as good, if not better. You know, I'm, I'm not saying, like, he's as quick as he was in his 20s, but... And, God, dude, Jay White can work with anybody. Fuck, he's so yeah. good. He's awesome. And they want to put the belt back on him. That's fine by me. Yeah, that uh, match is at uh, Dominion on June 12th. Okay. Is that that's is that before? Um, it's before Forbidden Door. Ooh, that's got big implications. Then Dominion mm-hmm. the is like their summer is like New Japan SummerSlam. Like it's their like midway big show. If that is the yeah. case, you know, I want I would rather Okada show up to AEW with the belt on. But since yeah, AEW I fans th- know Jay White, that may not be. They, it may be the time yeah. to put it on him. I totally see Okada going in. Like he's such a staple. Like he's gonna, he's going in his champ for sure. I, I think. Hope, I hope so. Yeah, and then after this match, uh, Tongaloa, yeah, yeah, they lay out Okada. They're doing shit. Uh, Tongaloa comes down to uh, make the save. He starts trying to talk to Hikaleo. They're brothers. They're real life brothers. He's basically telling him like, uh, you know, come with me. Come with me. They got this little built-in story here, mm-hmm. and then Jay, th- this is this is this really cool moment where like Jay White comes up behind Hikaleo, like right behind his shoulder, like straight up devil, like telling him like I did this for you. He was like I did this for you. This is your, my gift to you. Okada is my gift to you. Like straight up told him to fucking beat up Okada for him, and like he was like this is my gift to you. Like full blown manipulation stuff going on here, 
it was this was fucking awesome. And there's just like a built-in story. And then Higaleo and JY, everybody goes to the back. They leave Tongaloa in the ring, and Tongaloa is sitting on the apron looking fucking sad as fuck. And he fucking <laughs> he 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 fucking did a good job here. I feel like this was very well, very unnoticed, but this was good. Like he looked fucking legit, just gutted that he couldn't get through to his brother. It was awesome. Yeah, that was a really nice little story beat. And that takes us to our main event for the show, which was the IWGP US title match. Tanahashi versus Moxley versus Osprey versus the newly turned heel Juice Robinson. This was- uh, as they as, I thought this was really good. Uh mm-hmm. Juice came out, looked like he was a member of the Aces and Eights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was a little weird, but yeah, it's, it's the look he's going with. Um there's just a lot of cool stuff in this match. Uh, it's a no DQ match, which kind of comes up a few times, but also led to some weird spots. Um, I did like that with uh, Mox um, and Tana and Tanahashi were because they've been building that for so long. Mm-hmm. When they were at, at it with each other, they looked like they wanted like this felt like a match that mm-hmm. had just been like years in the making almost. Yeah. Like they had that intensity to it, and I really liked that. Mox had a whole lot to do in this match. You mentioned the oh, yeah. Tana stuff they've been building. And then then they kind of continued on with the Mox the Osprey and stuff, Osprey yeah. stuff, right? And then Mox also has heat, you know, kayfabe heat with Juice based on yeah. like their when G1. Yeah, like their G1 and IWGP US title clashes that they had, which were really great back in awesome 2019. Yeah. yeah, and they really went at each other with some venom. And, uh, it re- and, it, and they built it organically too it wasn't like oh we're just we're two guys that don't like each other like it built mm-hmm. throughout their first match and then i couldn't wait to see their second match and it yeah. paid off and uh yeah so mox had business with everybody in this fucking thing and you had of these four guys obviously tana is a massive star he's the ace you have osprey who's like the darling right now i don't care what you say joey like i still think he's fucking like the darling <laughs> of the wrestling world well, i think he's 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 the darling for me he, you have Mox, who's like a super over fucking wrestling megastar. And then you had Juice. And it was almost like, <laughs> well, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but it was almost like one of, no, these, one of these these things don't belong. But he exonerated himself. When he won, it felt like, well, this makes sense. And it also felt like, yeah. even though he's kind of felt like if yeah. you were like a Make-A-Wish kid and you wanted to be in like a wrestling match of stars, this kind of felt like his position. In <laughs> Are you talking about Juice? <laughs> no, no, it, no. It, no, he's kidding. But not at all. He's he's worn that belt before. He's won mm-hmm. that belt before. Twice. But yeah, exactly. So winning it here though is almost like, and and as a new member of the Bullet Club, with a new gimmick where he's not coming out wearing '80s checker pattern and a big feather and all that shit. He, yeah, like a, he covered that in his promo. He said, "No more flamboyant bullshit." Is what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. His so promo com- was awesome. He's coming out with a mean gimmick. He's in the Bullet Club. He's with these three fucking stars. He wins. They put him over and put the belt on him. Wow, like big we saying, push like, for Juice. Yeah, huge push for Juice. Like yeah. I was saying, they're building the Bullet Club back up. Uh, going into going into and he uh, pinned Osprey. Door. He pinned he pinned Osprey and they screwed Osprey again. Like they're, okay, they're, like well, they're, Osprey apparently is just getting like the storyline is yeah, the, he's, the refs he's get, yeah that he draws are the worst right right none of them notice that he's kicking out or his foot's he's getting screwed yeah he feels like it's like he's getting screwed that everything's working against him and stuff like that well here's the problem with that it's a no dq match so there's no rope breaks anyways 
Is that what they oh. were doing? I was I was wondering about that, but didn't they have some rope breaks in the match? Uh, I don't. I don't think, think so. so. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, then that makes so no it's sense. like. I get like that's a, in the on the English commentary apparently like I just you know it was secondhand because we I watched Japanese I think we all did, but they had said like oh his like foot's like reaching for the rope like but it's like but it shouldn't matter in that context so it's like a weird story where they're like, trying that. where they're trying to like say that like oh it's like you know like Osprey says New Japan's out to get him but at the same time like the way they're doing it also makes him look like an idiot. Oof, like we yeah. talked before about yeah. like with like the mox finish mm-hmm. where it was like you know even if he did kick out which he, it was really yeah. close he then tapped out immediately yeah and then when he tapped out in the match against um zsj yeah yeah the, okay yeah zsj and then the mox match had some controversy because he kicked out was zsj is he taking a break like we haven't really heard from him since you know he failed to take the title off okada he might still be in Japan. I mean, he might be getting ready to do to do his next thing, um, yeah. As well, but I love this 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 uh, match had just so much story involved. Everything meant something, and you don't always get that in these four way matches. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the fucking Juice Robinson getting his fucking due is awesome. Like he's good, and he's been there for a long time paying his dues, and he cut a great promo. And New Japan should have called Brett Lauderdale and borrowed his split screen technology for this. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> Especially for the beginning. I noticed like, they started had... after we saw that they started doing that on fucking AEW. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. They started doing that. Um, I also like that he, that they the, one of the things he put over is like he put over all the guys in the match. Uh, Juice did, which is like really good promo work mm-hmm. like that's good mm-hmm. solid fundamental pro promo work and then says i beat all of them in one night like all at the same time that fucking ruled <laughs> yeah. this is awesome fuck man he's awesome he's like good. he yeah he's still you're right he still looks like kind of like a biker dork but like I, it, this was good like I, I finally see juice looking serious and he's got the black pants and he doesn't look yeah it's, it's he doesn't look like a fucking Blues Brothers character. He doesn't look and, like a, and he doesn't look like a background character on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's pretty fucking good uh, description. Or like a Fatal Fury two, like fucking spectator. <laughs> oh man, um, this was good. Yeah, uh, New Japan, another good show, another pretty good pay per view. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I think it was better than Windy City Riot, so. I do, too. I do, too. And like, Yeah, I, I think so. Like I was saying then, like, I felt like like that was you, you Japan coming back to form, and this was just a continuation of that, and it was even better. So, yeah, this was awesome. Loved the show. So, are we going to follow Best of the Super Juniors because it's uh, it's already begun? Well, we do have the Noah show coming up. Um, I, I don't we might know just if, do a best of <laughs> series. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if like what kind of uh like what our calendar holds. So maybe maybe we can just do a bonus episode and just talk all Japanese stuff and catch up with it. Yeah. Um. Or or maybe after best of the Super Juniors, we can we can just do a highlight show and just talk about like you know our five favorite matches or, or something. So something like that. Or like, we'll figure it matches. out. Yeah. Awesome man. AEW fucking dynamite man. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was one of like Eight. this was like fucking top tier. That this was one of the best episodes of Dynamite Dynamite I ever seen. I left the show on like such a high. Like when mm-hmm. we were like done watching, I was like, wow, like that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So let's just get let's into get it. Get right into it. Let me say real quick, I am not an AEW just blind mark. Before the pandemic, I was having a hard time watching. 
I, I know you guys were into some of the booking. I just disagreed. I was really having a tough time watching. I thought at times it was just bad, bad. Then the pandemic hit, and I didn't really hold shit against them. You you knew they were trying to do good things, and they didn't have a crowd. Mm-hmm. Brody Lee's debut and, and shit like that. But, man, they've come out of that era. W- once crowds returned, they started to gather momentum and gather momentum, and they are on such a roll this year. People that go on and, and talk shit and hate on them, that's not based on substance. I get it if you're an old school kind of res- wrestling fan and you just like to watch Dick Murdoch and fucking Mid-South or whatever. Hey, I get it. It's not for you. That's okay. That's fine. But if you watch WWE's current product and you really think that AEW is shit, if you're a modern wrestling fan, let me put it that way, if you have a taste for modern wrestling at all, and you don't realize that they're on a fucking roll right now. I'm not saying everything's sticking, but man, the percentage of shit that they're doing that works is not just working, but it's compelling and entertaining, which is what we're all here for. Man, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're just you're just being a fucking dickhead. Like you won't admit you're wrong. <laughs> like I said, I've not always been there for them. But man, this is some of the best American wrestling we've seen. We'll get into it in a minute, but I mean, 25 years or something. I mean, the, the role that they're on right now. So rant over. I just wanted to preface this uh, dynamite yeah. discussion with that. I, I 100% agree with you, and we'll get into that. Uh, we need to add uh, P, PW, the next PWG show on the calendar, too, on July 19th. You, okay. you want to hear the card? Yes. Okay, we got Aramis versus Shane Haste, Jonah versus Kevin Blackwood, Yuka Sakazaki versus Masha Slamovich. Uh, Jonathan, okay. Jonathan Gresham versus Davey Richards. Oh, shit. That's Speed, awesome. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Buddy Matthews. Uh, Kings of the Black Throne versus the Aussie Open for the PWG Tag oh, Team Championship. Ooh. And the PWG World Championship, Daniel Garcia versus uh, Kanosuke uh, Takashita. Awesome. So, fucking, that looks fucking badass. That sounds like a that really, sounds good, really good show. So, into Dynamite proper, May 11th, we open up with Adam Culver's Dax Hardwood for the Owen Hart Tournament. Uh, Dr. Martha Hart is in the crowd. They show her for a bit. Uh, her kids were also there, but they didn't show them on camera, which is weird. Uh, I thought this match was really cool. I mean, you got the, uh, you know, the masturbatory tribute spots, but some of them I thought, like, really hit well. Like, when Cole was doing that sweet chin music, like, the crowd just starts, like, just drowning him in booze and the shit-eating grin that he had. Yeah. I, I loved it. Like, and then uh, I <laughs> nearly called the uh, finish... Almost exactly. They exchange sharpshooters, but Cole's the one who eventually wins with it. I had initially suggested as the ultimate, you know, masturbatory Bret Hart tribute, you would have Tony Khan at ringside and just screw Dax, but they didn't go the full distance. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm really I'm glad. So am I. <laughs> I. I think it's a matter of time before somebody's fucking bleeding profusely and, like, passes out, a la WrestleMania 13, Steve Austin. Like, I God, I hope they don't do that. Like, don't do the super iconic shit. Like, make make the hardcore dorks draw draw our attention to it with like side by side videos. You know, like don't go don't go to like don't do the screw job spot. Don't do the Steve Austin <laughs> spot. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. This this was cool. I actually didn't see what the actual like homage spots were, but this yeah, I knew Cole was going. We talked about this. Like, okay, if we're doing DraftKings. I'm, I'm one for one here. Right, yeah. You knew Cole was, <laughs> was going on. 
Uh, with that said, like, uh, you know, like uh, Eddie Kingston went, uh, went not, not winning that match in New Japan. Uh, that would have lost the money on that in DraftKings. Okay, <laughs> I think there's another match you would have lost money on in this card as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you have any thoughts on this match, though, Joey? Yeah, it was good. It was a good, solid match. Uh, obviously, like, it was the the guy from the school of Shawn Michaels and the guy from the school of Bret Hart and not the actual school, like, just, I guess, <laughs> like, the people that fucking, they idolized, I guess, and... um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like it was cool. It was a good match. Good, good, solid fucking match to start off the show. Uh, we then have a Jeff Hardy and Darby promo for their match later on. Uh, Jeff basically called him a mark. Uh, he said that I'm sure you've been watching, you've been studying a lot of me over the years. And I was like, wow, you know, just way to bury the guy. Yeah, I mean, well, they did say they were like, let's just go all out. Like they asked for a yeah. DQ match. They said, let's go all out, and we're like, okay, it's gonna be. It might be pretty crazy. Little did we know how insane it actually was. <laughs> yeah, we get um, the the impractical jokers are in the crowd. Uh, they show them for a second. Then we get Hangman to join the commentary team for CM Punk versus John Silver in his hometown. Punk just leans into full on being a heel here. They hated him last time. He wears a uh, what is what what is it the uh, the hockey jersey. He's got an Islanders jersey on, which. Is you know I think the crowd's like what is he doing? And when he turned around, the name on the jersey, I think if you're an insider hockey guy, might be like maybe he's like I think the Judas of the fucking Islanders. I maybe he's like the Eric. I Lundras. looked him up. It looks know. like he plays for the Maple Leaves now. Okay, so yeah, more or less a Judas type. Uh, he cuts a promo, just or you know, just buries the crowd basically, and go into the ring. Uh, we get some. Pretty fun action here. There was <laughs> this one line from JR about Silver where he, that he has dropped Punk on his head on numerous occasions, which was pretty accurate to sum up this yeah. match. Uh, you maybe not top to your play-by-play, but good enough. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of people dressed <laughs> up as MJF. Um, one of them up in like the, the front row just like flipped Punk off, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> they looked like they would legitimately kill him if they had the chance, but... It's yeah, a, and then yeah, Punk ends up winning the match with the buckshot lariat of all things that looked a little rough. I was gonna ask what you guys thought about this buckshot lariat. It was terrible, but it looked like I mean, a CM Punk buckshot lariat. Bro. It looked like <laughs> he fucking landed and like fucking almost fell, like his legs almost buckled underneath him, and oh my god, it was so bad. I think it's just like an unfamiliarity with the move and up against John Silver, who's not the tallest guy. Right. I, I felt that. bad that John Silver had to lay down for this fucking <laughs> for this shit. So did Hangman. Okay. Was this more egregious to the Buckshot Lariat and Hangman Adam Page as his GTS is to Kenta and his go to sleep? Uh, not quite. I think this was worth. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. There's I've seen some, some terrible. I've seen some. Ones. Yeah, that's true. But I've seen some terrible. I guess I've seen Kenta in recent years. It's all, sometimes of, it's about the people that that are taking it, though. That's really that that kind of move. So speaking of, uh, apparently, uh, apparently, like um, somebody straight up—I don't know if it was an interview or what—but somebody flat out asked DM Punk if he had any interest in wrestling Kinta at Forbidden Door, and he just said no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What the fuck? Okay. Damn. Yeah, he doesn't want to fucking stand across the ring from the guy who's fucking shit. He fucking. <laughs> yeah, for all the stuff that he fucking stole. 
He yeah, gets it dude. fucking done and done better and makes him look like an idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, of course he doesn't. Uh, then there's a post-match promo. Uh, Punk tells Hangman that he's taking this personal, kind of tries to get in his head a bit. And so at the end of the night, that uh, he Hangman will be made to shake his hand if he's unconscious. Following up on that promo last week, and Paige just flips him off. Good stuff. I mean, uh, it wasn't yeah. as loud emotionally as the Hangman promo was, but still really good. And we're all we're all pumped about that. That this is a oh, yeah. this is the type of title match where you're really interested to see what is going to come of it. You know, you can't ask for the only thing you can ask for in a rest as a wrestling fan is a good match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you have when you at least have like this kind of intrigue, because man, I'm intrigued. Like, what what is Tony going to do here? Is this going to be Punk's big heel turn? Yeah, there's definitely a number of ways you can take this. And I'm curious to see what way I mean, Tony ultimately decides on. I'm calling it right now. I'm at least I'm, this is what I'm going to say. This is my DraftKings fucking prediction is that this is all leading to CM Punk winning the title, turning heel and the build for Eddie Kingston to become champion and beating Punk for it is on the, underway. Yeah, I agree. This is all building to Eddie eventually becoming champion. Do you think that'll be a year-long program? I think it absolutely could be a year long program. Yeah, I think it yeah, I think it is, yeah. Eddie, I mean, I think, you know, Eddie makes references to like King's Road, so if, motherfucker, if you're really if you're real King's Road, like you're at least going to wait till fucking double or nothing 2023. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, he's arguably already been on that road. Like he's already no, this yeah, is, yeah. the build is arguably yeah. arguably already started and like every chance CM Punk gets, he fucking makes some sh- comment backhand backhand comment about uh about Eddie Kingston, so well, yeah. In Kings Road, he'd probably lose to him at least once, if not two more times. I mean, he's already he lost to him, him once. Yeah, I'm saying at least once, if not two more times. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Um, this, yeah, I think is, you're right. Ultimately, yeah, hundred percent. In my opinion, this is this is where they're headed, and uh, fucking, I'm here for that shit. Holy oh, fuck. dude, that's that is number one thing I want to see mm-hmm. in American wrestling. Yeah, absolutely yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we have Tony Schiavone with Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and I believe Rebel was there as well. Britt complains that she can't prepare for her opponent because it's the Joker, and Hayter says that, uh, or they, she says they'll both win and they'll have a good, fair match in the uh, semifinals, which, uh, well, we know is not going to happen, but we'll get to that. Another thing moving into uh, into into uh, Forbidden Door is uh, it looks like Fred Rosser just beat. Just beat Filthy Tom Lawler for the NJPW Strong Belt. Hmm. We'll see what they do as strong as it pertains to Forbidden Door. Yeah. Uh, next up, I think we have a match that Davey might be very happy and mad about at the same time. Danhausen versus Tony Nese. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Do you want to talk? Do Here you want to give the? <laughs> go, no, no. Like go, gonna, go ahead. I feel like you're turning around on this. Go. No. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Just tell okay. us what happened real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so these flexes, Danhausen tries to curse him. Sterling distracts him. Tony Nese hits him with the knee and pins him. He doesn't hit him with the knee. He hits him with like a big running face, knee. Whatever. Yeah, a big running knee face wash thing. Yeah, in the corner. And yeah, it it, it did look brutal, but completely yeah. shit on fucking Danhausen. <laughs> and then okay, then what happens after the after he fucking pins him? So he does it again, and he's setting uh, Sterling setting him up to do it again, uh, a third time. 
says that Tony's going to crush all your internet meme wrestlers. Amazing. Then, <laughs> oh, he's on the mic. Hook yeah. comes, amazing. Hook comes down. Okay, hold on. Can, can we pause there? Can we pause yeah. there? At this point, this is... There's a lot of talk about this kind of shit, and it, I, it annoys the hell out of me when people always bring this shit up, and especially when, when we we talked about some fucking Mance Warner tweet or some shit. Where he's like, modern day ECW. I'm so tired of hearing that shit, but... So far, at this point, after he fucking beats Danhausen like this, and mm-hmm. Smart Mark Sterling gets the mic and starts fucking running him down, and Tony Nese is flexing, this is the most ECW is, shit this I've is ever so seen. Easy. Dude, this is straight up <laughs> yeah, Cyrus yeah. the Virus, and like Rhino coming out yeah. and fucking somebody up with the fucking gore, and then the star comes out, and then they're getting ready to have this fucking match. Like this is straight up ECW. I was thinking the same fucking thing, dude. And in the best possible way, too. Yeah, oh yeah, this absolutely. Was, yeah, this was cool. Although, when Hook comes out, I think it was maybe a little too early for... Okay, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Hook comes down. There's a massive pop. Nice and Mark, like, clear the ring and leave. And uh, Hook's alone in the ring with Danhausen. Danhausen exchanges his hand. Hook shakes it, and we get a monster pop. Straight up. Dude, if you thought that the fucking pop for hook coming out was wasn't big enough like that fucking handshake pop was even bigger i thought, oh, I, thought they'd, I thought they'd hold off a little bit on that yeah they, they could have milked it and that could that could be up to like that could be their experience level you know they could have absolutely milked it they could have milked him coming out they could have had a longer hook chance they could have had uh you know dan housing getting the shit kicked out of him a little bit longer and like people yeah, but at a certain like, point you just make him look like a piece of shit I mean, maybe, but like, you know, it's, it, I mean, we've seen it. Like we, we talked about like homicide, like the ring of homicide stuff. Like how much did they draw that out? Mm-hmm. You know? And then, and when he finally came out, people were chanting homicide for a long time. And then finally his music hits and the pop was just like blew the roof off the fucking place. They say in and, certain parts of Philadelphia, yeah. they're still chanting homicide. Yeah. They say they did. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Might be for a different reason. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. um, oh my god oh, so, like, man. so uh <laughs> so but yeah they they could have milked it a little bit but you know what it was really good and then they could have like stood across from the ring from each other and like he could have like they could have milked him fucking uh going for the handshake and you know being unsure even like put his hand like he's about to do it and then fucking puts it back and like they could have they could have milked it a lot more and it maybe Hook's a simple guy or he yeah. even leaves or he even leaves after tony niece powders or whatever and turns around and looks at dan housen to where he doesn't have to like yeah. not shake his hand either you know yeah or he doesn't have to turn down his bag of chips or whatever but yeah it's, they did it in long island you like you said got a big pop i would have let it linger a little bit but it's already there announced was any crowd. that they're. Yeah, I think it already been announced that they are. Or was it after this? It got announced. It was after this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 because yeah, they're, now they're getting the match against Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. If there was the, any crowd that was gonna shit on it too, it would have been this crowd. So. Yeah, on the buy. Do you see? Which, I showed you guys the guys, in, the two people in the front row, right? Yeah. All, after they all this, on this. <laughs> after all this, oh yeah, there was two guys in the front row. They were the only people in the. It was arena like an old that Didn't like it. Yeah, they, they're only. They're the only people in the arena that fucking didn't like it. <laughs> but, like, I cannot believe that after all this buildup, after the insane reactions they're getting, they put them on the fucking buy-in. What? Yeah, yeah. You know, what? I, I still think it's 
ultimately, once you arrive at the place you're going to arrive at, I still think it's a little goofy. I just think that adding Tony Nice to this equation has really worked. Mm -hmm. um, I know like he's he gets criticized. Uh, he doesn't have any charisma. I think that's untrue. He's yeah, not. He's for not. Sure. Yeah, he's not yeah. the most. Nice isn't like the guy you're going to think of when you think of charismatic wrestlers, but he's not devoid of it. Mm -mm. He Obviously, fits that rhino yeah. spot very well. Yeah, it's not, you know, having, you know, um, a manager and smart mark is probably still a good idea for him. But mm -hmm. with that said, you know, he's, you know, fuck, dude. He looked great. I mean, he looked really good. Where cool do you go with this? It, it feels like, like, as far as internet meme wrestlers go, and like, you know, Hook is arguably like became a meme, and that's why he's so over, like, from the start, even though he's actually really good. Like, um, that's why people were so interested in him in the first place. Like, Hook seems like the fucking in-boss for that kind of thing. So, like, where do you go from here? I love the idea of, like, um, Tony Nese being a modern-day giant killer by being the internet meme killer guy, you know? And, like, there, you, you, there's so many guys that he can go after like this, like fucking Orange Cassidy. You know, he could be in, like, these yeah. big, big feuds with these big popular stars, and this is how he, like, makes his come up. Like, that's actually really unique and different. I think what will happen is he'll hook will pin smart mark got the fucking buy-in and yeah. uh we'll probably eventually get niece and hook and yeah then, um and then i don't too. i don't i don't know if if he's gonna be the meme killer he actually has to beat hook so i don't know yeah that's that's what i'm saying like i think it's too early for him to go after hook like uh like he could have had a feud with orange cassidy beat orange cash orange cassidy and i don't think it would have hurt him and then like hook is like on his on his list or whatever next or something and like who, who knows i don't know where they're going with it but it's a cool idea i don't know if they're that's what they're doing but this is definitely interesting and uh people are loving Hookhausen, and uh it sounds like davy's coming around a little bit too huh i i came around on this segment on the way it was okay. booked <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> that's a start there is still out i, I mean that's a start I, yeah i mean the niece squash followed by smart marks mic work I love that 100%. Oh, fuck. It was so cool. And not just because, like, I don't like Dan House, and so I'm glad he got beat. Not that. It was... <laughs> that's just how you do that shit. I, yeah, I mean, he he's a comedy character. It's it's very... It's it's true. Yeah, he is a comedy character. It doesn't hurt him. To, so, like, to, yeah, yeah. It, 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 he's he's over for different reasons than his wrestling. And uh, it, it it's that makes it not offensive. It would have been offensive if, if he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tony Nese. Mm -hmm. A guy that they're building, a serious guy that they're building like that. Agreed. And yeah. this, this put it, this is perfect. This is, this is like perfect, man. Like is the right way to do it, man. Uh, and from one segment, uh, high point to another, the Wardlow and MJF uh, contract signing. So Wardlow is brought to the ring in cuffs as per usual, and there's a boo Wardlow graphic on the Titantron, and the crowd does so. Isn't, now, isn't the Titantron property of Vince McMahon? Did they borrow it? Oh my god, it's hilarious because they fucking do that shit. They try to control what you fucking say. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Uh, now, for last time MJF was in Long Island, he had that you know cool little video package. This time, we also had another one. Chris Jericho comes out as like this trailer for this season on Dark Side of the Ring, yeah. and you realize it's for MJF. Yeah. And it's the MJF CM Punk match about how Wardlow screwed him. Uh, I like that Jericho put over that, like, I don't like this guy, but oh, he's paying me money. So even though they're both heels, you know, they, they still have that history that they, you know, don't gel well. 
And uh, you just have, like, all these heels, like Taz, Jake Roberts talking about how Wardlow just, you know, screwed MJF in that Punk match. He put the ring, that you know, and gave it to Punk and all that. It's like MJF B- comes Barry out. Hor- you ovation. forgot Barry Horowitz comes yeah, out. Barry on there. It's like, Barry it's Horowitz, part, yeah, Barry Horowitz. It's this like was, noted, was, noted Jewish wrestler or some mm-hmm. professional wrestler. <laughs> they were just missing fucking Brooklyn Brawler to, it's, being from New York. This is a like this was this is a legendary video package. It reminds yeah. it was like it was it's hard to top the fucking uh one with uh when Jericho was a uh, you know champion and they had like everybody from the inner circle talking and that was the one where like um Vir- Virgil was like, you know, Jericho's uh Jericho's talent is like uh Olive Garden breadsticks unlimited stuff like that like this that was amazing to me that was like the best vignette they ever did or video package they ever did this fucking shits on that this is fuck this is legendary i got worked because i thought they had gone to a fucking i thought they had gone to a bumper or something <laughs> well that was the way they 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 played yeah, it at the yeah, start yeah straight yeah. up it really worked really well mjf just cuts like a great promo once he's there you know crowd pops big form of course um he says like now that's a symphony bitch like when he's like directing the crowd to like and how to cheer him uh he puts over that he's from the holy land long island <laughs> just milks all of the stuff and the crowd won't let wardlow speak he tells them you know not to boo wardlow out of the building and wink, all that wink. oh yeah wink wink god damn i'm sorry to keep interjecting like i'm kind of like reading over some news as we're talking uh well there was some crazy stuff apparently at the New Japan Strong show tonight. I guess like there's just a bunch of live um uh live notes and stuff like that including Willie now we know where Willie Mack is. Insane. Okay. Yeah, awesome. okay. Willie Mack shows up showed up in fucking New Japan. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I am sorry. That's, I'm just strong. excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, just puts over this and then uh we get to the point where Warlow has to sign the contract that uh I guess, you know, the contract involves him getting whipped 10 times this week on Dynamite, and then he has to face Sean Spears in a cage, so and a, then has a the throw, match. Yeah, it's a throwback to the feud with Cody. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much all that stuff, and I think he even compared it to that directly. Yeah. And MJF again talks about his contract thing. He's like, do you guys want to talk about 2024? He's like, that's okay, neither does the guy in the back. Yeah. You know, clearly, you know, this is very much storyline elements. Um, but it was Wardlow has to sign the contract, but he can't with the handcuffs. So MJ was like, oh, well, you know, just take him off. And everyone, Sean Spears tells him not to do it. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling, who's his lawyer, tells him not to do it. But he's like, no, just go ahead. Like, what's the worst that can happen? So Wardlow gets the cuffs off, signs it. Then as security tries to put it back on, he just wipes them all out. Uh, it seemed like the crowd finally got behind him here because they just, big guy just doing cool shit and just destroying people pretty evergreen he stiffed uh, some of those guys man. <laughs> oh sure yeah did. dude that was awesome I and mean, it's good he should lay it in yeah, yeah. He sh- i hope he told those guys in advance like hey i'm sorry but i'm I gonna take it in brother I-, I gotta lay it in brother mark sterling uh, eventually tries to save mjf by hopping on wardlow's back and wardlow power bombs him through a table and that was that did you guys notice how um mjf's persona kind of evolved from his first big Long Island babyface reception. He where he really came out in more of just pure sheer babyface fashion and this time he's he's still coming out as babyface but 
he is showing his absolute arrogance or whatever. Yeah, like he get, yeah. Like he got cocky and comfortable because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Really, really smart. Mm-hmm. And it also sets up my more billion dollar idea where Wardlow fucking plays a clip of him uh, running <laughs> running down uh, <laughs> Long Island or whatever. Candid clip that he took. Oh, like <laughs> while he's taking a shit, like the fucking like microphone yeah, under, just like, like, the fucking, under the stall. Well, we didn't get that, but this was still pretty good. I will say that's like something that I generally like about how like when AEW has a show on Long Island or different locations, it feels like it matters that yeah. it's there. Like the show is like sure. warped around that a bit, and like yeah. you don't see that in WWE. Rarely, you unless unless yeah. you get like uh, you know somebody from the fucking Carolina Panthers or something sitting ringside. Yeah, or you know someone it's someone's hometown, and then you know that they're gonna be looking up at the lights tonight. Yeah, I mean they do that. They do that here too. I mean John Silver and stuff. You know, like. But they do give those guys a lot of. Uh, they, they they it's cool that they get they they still give these opportunities to people to perform yeah. in front of their hometown. I never thought it was a bad thing for somebody to lose unless it's like a, you know, it's 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 a big star. Like when Bailey goes to her hometown or something like that. Whenever there was all that controversy, like maybe then. But you know, well, they had, the they problem had, was there. They just did all the yeah, time. They had they had they had a uh, Bear Bronson on Rampage and. They had, uh, you know, all these other guys, fucking John Silver and stuff, and at least they they got to perform in front of their hometown, and you get bigger reactions that way too. That's how you control the fucking how the fucking crowd sounds instead of like piping it in. Just put somebody from the hometown in there. That's how you control the narrative. There you go. That's how you control the. <laughs> Speaking of that, didn't you say they they aired a show? Yeah, they apparently aired a show on uh, what was it the Pro Wrestling TV app, but I don't know how to oh, man. watch it. We got. I don't want to pay for it. We gotta watch it. We have to. We have to watch it. <laughs> All right. We gotta review it next week. All right. Well, uh, back to Dynamite. We had this uh, video package from Samoa Joe where he, you know. Talks about how he's facing a Joker, but that that's all that he's faced ever since he got in AEW's Jokers. Damn. <laughs> Which I thought was a great line. Um, that is good. Then, you know, that sounds to, like something my grandpa would say. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, then it cuts to, like, you know, Sanjay and uh, Dutt and Jay Lethal and Satnam, and it says that it's not these guys. So it, it didn't seem clear to me if that, that meant the Joker was still going to be affiliated with them or what. Ooh. Uh, more so we'll see. Add another member. Who would you think it would be? Who's an, who's somebody that they could bring in that would join that group that would make sense? Wh- who would you think? Like well, Davey Richards? If Joe is facing the Joker, they're cl- it's clearly going to be Seth Rollins, right? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh. Or will it be or Edge, Edge like, too? Or yeah, or yeah, or any heel from WWE? Like that yeah. they think that that that's what makes them a heel in WWE is to act like the like a shitty Joker. Straight yeah, up. and you know, we were talking about a little bit about this before, but it's like, you know, all these like female wrestlers like everywhere have been doing like the Harley Quinn cosplay. I guess it was only a matter of time before the men caught up. Yeah. Since WWE is filled with Harley Quinns and Jokers. <laughs> it's like a scene from that Adam Sandler movie when all the chicks all the girls are dressed as Harley Quinn for Halloween. Or like <laughs> that what was that what was the name of that Batman game? It was like a first person shooter, like PvP thing. Oh, Gotham City Imposters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my I totally god, I remember that. that game was that game was awesome. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> well, I mean, personally I just have been trying to look more and dress more like Mandy Rose. Yeah. <laughs> just getting your titties out and stuff. Oh my god. So yeah, we don't know so, who the Joker is. It's obviously somebody that's going to be affiliated with him. Who do you do? You guys think it's going to be somebody fresh, somebody new? I don't know. 
Do you think a Davy Richards would fit right there? Like he's a former ROH world champion. Yes, and he, man, I don't know if his promo has evolved, but he was not a good promo oh, before. Oh, they got they got Sanjay, so yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> that's saying. Point. I, I yeah. guess that yeah, that's my point is he would belong with a faction that has a mouthpiece because he sounded his promo sounded like a hockey player giving like a fucking interview between the fuck after the second intermission or something. Like a jumping Jeff Farmer interview. Not not oh even God. that not even that fucking animated dude. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> worn out ass hockey player's gotta go out and play a fucking third period, you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that would be cool. He's a fucking fantastic wrestler. Um Yeah, he sure I have is. a feeling it's gonna be either a returning AW guy, like a Miro, although, you know, it it would be easy for Miro to go over with some interference. I think it's more likely to be that than a debut, like a Claudio or Davy Richards, but we'll see. God, yeah. If you debut Claudio in this tournament, he better win. What a fucking like yeah. huge win the fucking tournament. Fu- yeah, yeah. He would. Yeah, that's that. That's like the moment he shows up, he needs to fucking be like pushed hard. Yeah, the fucking millisecond. So people online can say, yeah, he's your champion, and uh, he he could he couldn't even beat uh, the Miz, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> He lost the Usos, dude. Yeah, it's, so we can hear shit like that on Twitter. The Usos. Fucking just clueless about how the business works. Next up, we had Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy for the FTW Championship. Uh, there was a guy who had an absolute mark sign that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. Uh, this was another like really solid match. Uh, <laughs> there were some weird JR moments again where he talks about how Jungle Boy's advantage is that he's really agile, but so is Ricky Stark. So, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, it just and canceled out also, his own point. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he described, uh, I believe, Jungle Boy's tenacity as tenacious. I heard him break into song on the yeah, show at some point. So weird. Yeah, what the Isn't hell it? is going on with Jim Ross? <laughs> no prep. It, it almost sounds like he's just not prepping, and he's just shooting just how he, he he never prepped i don't think he ever believed he's like that that was his whole thing is he never believed in prepping because though he could be like uh mm-hmm. natural yeah. but if he's not interested or if he's having too much fun i don't know what the fuck is going on with jim but Ross. you gotta know you at least gotta prep you know regarding the talent so you have some yeah. things to talk about because that's what he's doing here he's mm-hmm. just flunking i don't know i i, I wish i did but the, the fucking match was awesome yeah, and uh really ricky good. starks just keeps solidifying that he's fucking just a huge star for the company uh and just on his way up and kind of surprising finish uh swerve uh his he tries to stop uh, ricky from hitting uh, jungle boy with his title and uh in the process uh the distraction backfires because the ref's distracted too long and ricky's able to win with the rochambeau and yeah, backfires yep and then we had uh keith lee coming out to join him and we get like this three-way like stare down between their team, Ricky Starks and Hobbs, and of course uh, Jurassic Express. It sounds like there's going to be like a six man or a you know three way uh, tag title match. Yeah, I could see them. Maybe like that's a good way to like get all these guys on the pay per view too. Like yeah, we have that. Uh, we have like the single t- title match um, scheduled. Like I think it's this week um, between Team Taz versus Jurassic Express. So that could be like you know. Some weird thing ends that with you know interference okay. or something, okay. and yeah. then you get the three way. I could see it. 
We also seem to be building something with uh, Christian and Jungle Boy. Oh yeah. Uh, so that will we'll probably that, that will manifest in them losing the titles, I imagine. Yeah, for sure. We then get the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society victory speech. Angela Parker welcomes the AEW Galaxy once again. Um, <laughs> I do like that verbiage. It's a nice, you know, reference to uh, the WWE universe without, you know, just blatantly mm-hmm. using the same verbiage. Uh, what is his full name for Daddy Magic? Wait, what? Oh, oh, it's, da- oh. it's Daddy Magic oh, it's, something. Yeah, Daddy Magic Mike Menard. Mike Menard, okay. Yeah. So he asks the crowd if they want to know what makes him hard. and then his answer is that uh it's the jericho appreciation society itself i thought Uh, it was i thought he was gonna say that he texted hard to uh, 639 639 and fucking got new genics yeah there we go oh this is where the jr breaks in in the song um because jericho says that he's like you know the hometown hero and he that puts over that he's the wizard because he shoots fire that's why he's you know the grand wizard now and JR said that we're off to see the wizard, but he said it in like a sing-songy way, I believe. Wait, he said he was the Grand Wizard? No, he, he didn't say that. I did, but... Okay. <laughs> but uh, he said he's the wizard, so JR, you know, kind of saying we're off to see the wizard. As in, you know, oh my God. the Wizard of Oz. So that was, I think that was what you were Did he really to. say he was the this... Grand Wizard? No, no, no. no. He's like, making that. I was like, what the fuck? We have an ongoing I was fucking... About to... I, I know that, but I was like, he, he said he said that he was, and I was like, wait, what? He... He fucking said it? Dude, <laughs> JR is fucking drinking before these fucking shows, man. <laughs> uh, we also had another uh, Jericho throwback to someone who's probably more successful and popular than he is when he says, Jericho 216 says, I just burned your face. That Not was... sure what, what 216, the relevance of that specifically is, other he than came, it just yeah. not being 316, but... He came up with that on the way out to the right to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> straight up uh then uh daniel garcia does some dorky line about sports entertainers which <laughs> i really like just like what he's like treats it so seriously he's like oh yeah you know us sports entertainers are really badass it's just it just comes across as like super dorky and, i think it works yeah. really well and he he's has got the, the fucking night the 90s <laughs> triple h hat yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so good <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and then we get to see eddie's fucking tom savini fucking burn makeup <laughs> tom savini. Yeah. uh but first uh mox and danielson come down uh first and uh that's right it that's seems right. like the black bull combat club will be their uh reinforcements they're getting involved so no lax so just and yuda was not club. with them right he was he this was time, but he's not gonna i think he was I don't remember him, but maybe he was. Yeah, yeah, he he was this time, but he's not going to be there next week. Gotcha, because he's, he's going to be in Super Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved the uh, like Regal takes down Jericho, and just oh, yeah. the face that he had as they retreated. Like, the <laughs> it punch was like looked... so intense, but so like funny looking because yeah. how intense it was. This the was punch awesome. looked great. The punch yeah. looked fucking awesome. He lays Jericho out with a heavy right. It's a throw was... throwback to his old finish, like when he. Uh, when he was getting one of his pushes in WWE, he would like fucking grab the the brass knucks, and his, his finish was the power of the punch. Yeah, remember that? It's definitely a reference yeah, to that, I, I think. That. Well, it was a punch anyway, and it looked good. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, whatever, good punch. Uh, we then get a video package for Rose and Deeb, probably what we should have gotten instead of their promo in the first place. Even though we it, most of it wasn't even them, it was. But you got some like good analysis from like Dustin Rhodes. He talks about how he trained Rosa and 
you know, you get the different analytics. I thought it was pretty decent. Thunder Rosa, do you think you're ready for me? <laughs> you betcha, bitch. <laughs> that had more conviction than anything that either of them said last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago, rather. Uh, we then got Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the Owen Hart tournament. I thought, you know, this match has been hyped for a while, and I think it, it definitely delivered. I think it was a maybe, at least in my mind, a little too hyped because I wanted it to be a little bit better. With that said, it was still really good. I liked a lot of the stuff they did. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know. I guess I built yeah. it up way too much in my head. You just like, I mean, you're, are you just upset that Jamie Hayter didn't win? No, because I didn't think she was going to. And um, yeah, I didn't either. I, but I was, I, I was hoping. I thought it was possible. We, w- I would have won some DraftKings fucking points on this one too. But yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I still thought it was really good. I just, I'm not gonna remember it. You know, I think in a couple of weeks I'll be struggling to remember how the match played out. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, fucking Tony Storm. The, the thing I remember the most is Tony Storm's fucking ass attack is insane. Yeah, but it was insane. Yeah. But it was also <laughs> it looks, insane that like, in the looks previous like, match too. You know, and like that's the sh- first time we saw yeah. it. Yeah, it's it looks like some dangerous ass fucking uh like yeah, it's like, a dangerous ass. Okay, that's the point. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's like it's like it looks like some straight up whiplash, like some like actual whiplash like you see the crash test dummies going through and fucking commercials and shit that look, it especially, looks especially the one last week oh my god it looks brutal mm-hmm. fucking brutal uh and also brutal was her finish in this too the uh mm-hmm. storm zero uh what it what it, what what type of move is it exactly like a pile driver yeah and it's pretty low to the ground but it still looks dangerous and devastating it still looks really mm-hmm. cool oh yeah it looks well, really used, good she used to do the tiger driver as a finish so uh, I, I guess like she's using her old finish or whatever now. It was, I mean, it was awesome. Well, this fuck, this match fucking ruled. I liked yeah. it a lot. It delivered for me. It was really good. And like I said, I just expected a little, a little more, I guess. And, and that's on me because it was, it was good. Jamie Hader is just great, and she should have won this tournament. But you know, they're not. I bet the ideas for her and, um, you know, now that Britt is probably away from the title for a little while, I think. The idea is eventually for them to. Work she's the, program. the yeah. She's the the warlow yeah. of the women's division. There you go. I I also yeah. kind of want. I mean, or she could be like you know the next champion too. But I, I also kind of wonder too if like just the nature of these tournament of this tournament being like a memorial tournament. If you don't really want a heel to win it, I don't know. Owen was a heel for a very large portion of his career. So to be fair, I th- I think like. I mean, not to like Perry Owen or anything. Like, I mean, he was obviously well, a great wrestler yeah. and whatnot, but I feel like people just kind of just remember like the idea of him and how he died more so than his actual career. Not me. Not, I, not I gotta me. say, yeah, I, I gotta say, say not I don't me. because <laughs> yeah. I love. Well, yeah, I like, loved him. Hardcore fans. I mean, I loved him when I was a kid. As the blue, I thought Blue Blazer was just the coolest shit because <laughs> you know, not, I'm not. I mean, not, not, not the second iteration, but the first iteration. Yeah, not a lot of. Yeah, not the goofy Blue Blazer iteration, but, the, the, yeah. you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, whatever. I thought it was just so cool. You know, I hadn't seen junior-style wrestling like that. That was my first exposure to it. And now, you know, when I was a teenager, I got to see his his Japanese matches. Oh, my God. Those matches are next, fucking sick. They're next level. And yeah. even seeing the clips from the Stampede they hold days. And I loved him as own heart. And, I, you know, I always thought, why don't they give this guy a bigger push. Why don't they give him a bigger push? Because I think he could have carried a solid program for a long time. I loved him. And 
there was a time when I would have told you he was my favorite wrestler, you know, of all time, probably as recent as, you know, the last five, 10 years. I don't know if that's still true. Okay. You know, there was a time when I was seeking out Owen matches, you know, on the quote unquote, like tape trading circuits, sure. um, the modern iterations of that. Um, and some, some from the original Torn tape sites. trading. Yeah. Born sites. Owen Hart. <laughs> uh, I wonder if I, oh, God damn it. I'm not going to check. I wonder if you would get any hits. Um, yeah, even going back to, you know, the 90s when I was watching some of that stuff on tape. And, uh, I mean, I'm not saying anything fucking new or surprising, but, my God, I love that guy. I like him better than Brett. I don't give a shit. I'll put it, put that out there right there. I, I always found his matches more, more entertaining. That's, that's a – yeah, you know what? I can agree. I agree with that. I thought he was better than Brett. I don't know if he's better or whatever. That's all – I mean, it's all subjective anyway, but I personality-wise, he was a lot better. I think. I, like, yeah, I found him a I think lot he more. Definitely had some ingredients that were better. And, and if and if and if like, if if he wasn't better than Brett, he was on par with Brett wrestling-wise. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really do think that. Brett obviously spent a little time in Japan, but Owen's Japanese stuff. You know, the fact that he was able to get over and do that and leave a legacy there, and just those matches being on par with most. Japanese junior stuff. Like I'm like I said, I'm not saying anything new here, but what a shitty fucking thing that happened. I mean that he had to be yeah. I'm still pissed about that. I mean everybody's pissed about it, but yeah. I don't even like to fucking think about it. And yeah, maybe like that's actually like an idea for like a bonus episode at some point is like, you know, as you know, it's time of their own heart tournament, right? Like doing like, you know, some sort of like Owen Hart episode where you just go through some classic matches. Yeah, yeah. I'd be down to do like we could agree on like a top five and go through that. That would be that would be great. Yeah, fucking Liger and Hart. If you've never seen that, I I need to look up when the the year was. Probably the nineties. It's like ninety four. I think it's a little earlier than that. Like or ninety two maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm think I'm thinking it was like ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, something around there. Oh man, it's so good. Oh shit, it's so good. <laughs> that will be on the list for sure. And there's some WWF stuff probably. Oh, there's damn. Pro- it was 91. Okay. Holy okay, shit. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, what we should do an Owen episode. I guess the final is going to be on the pay-per-view. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, you're marked that. Anyway, okay. Awesome, man. Yeah. Sorry for that tangent, but... It's <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah, so then we had a Scorpio Sky and Frankie's interview package. Frankie's getting interviewed, and then he's interrupted by Sammy and Ty, say that he can't trust Scorpio, and he tells them that he doesn't want to hear it from them and that his vlog sucks. This was whatever. We then had, for the main event, Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen at the Owen Hart uh, tournament match. As they announced before, it's an anything-goes match, and boy, did anything go. Darby just goes at him immediately at like a thousand miles per hour and like does like the fastest chair setup I've ever seen. God might not exist. Okay, God probably doesn't <laughs> exist. Odds are against it. But Darby Allen does exist. <laughs> yeah, this match is just unreal. And I like I've never seen I don't think I've ever seen Jeff Hardy go this hard. Mm-mm. This was crazy. This match was yeah, this like, was insane. One of the most dangerous fucking matches I've ever seen in my life. We shit on Jeff Hardy on this podcast. Although he crawled his way, he started to crawl his way out of the hole a little bit for me with this match, despite the fucking yeah, rainbow same. candy stick fucking sleeves he came out with. 
And you know what? And the, 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 the dorks that fucking do his dance and they fucking do close-ups of them and stuff like that. Ooh. So the big spot here, the ladder spot onto the chairs, is this the sickest spot in wrestling TV, like just broadcast the, TV history? On the ladder? God, it might be. I don't know, unless you count like New Jack's dives, because those those happen on TN or uh, uh those no, happen th- on... that's not as crazy. He's doing so. like he's jumping on those were crazy. I, I some of those were on pay per view. I can't remember which ones were on yeah, but there were, TV. Yeah, this was were, also less controlled because he did yeah. it like from like behind. They were on TNN. Some of them were on TNN. Usually through tables I, and yeah, those were crazy. But dude, a swanton off the top of a almost the top of a ladder that's in the ring to the outside yeah. on a guy on fucking set up chairs. And props and as that props as JR said on the commentary, the chairs don't have any give. They didn't go to wrestling school. Straight they up. didn't have any give. That's a and good I call. think he I think he clipped the fucking he hit, backrest dude. of one of them, like the he lip of the backrest on busted his ass on that shit. And Jeff Hardy's credit, he tried so hard to catch him. He tried. There was just no catching him. He did his best as he reasonably could. <laughs> But it still, it wasn't like a total miss. Like Jeff Hardy, no. it looked like he got popped too. It looked good. He, he might, yeah, he might have saved his life. I don't know. I, yeah, it's just insane. That just, and then if it, and if that wasn't enough, oh man, it, it 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 kept it keeps going. They do crazy spot after crazy spot after crazy spot. Doc, do you have a list of the fucking spots? So I've got. Um, Darby does a coffin drop onto the apron that Jeff dodges. Uh, there was a swanton onto the steps. Darby oh, dodged that. Oh like and like the steps just completely like folded in on that. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Twist of fate in the ropes wasn't as like intense, but it was a pretty cool little spot. Um, and then uh, the final spot, right? You have the coffin drop goes pretty far, and then Jeff wins with a roll up from that, which was definitely surprising we would have I, th- I think all of us would have probably lost money on this if we actually bet on it it's weird to eat mm, the coffin drop and then nah. just come out of it into a roll-up but that's my only complaint about this but i saw I, my jaw was fucking hanging so i didn't mind yeah. as much i saw jeff winning um him going through the tournament sets up like quote-unquote dream matches Man. and uh this is a good way to get him in a bunch of those without having to do like big sure. builds or anything all the matches I dream about have Darby in them, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you'll have years where you can fit those in, right? I'm not like, just yeah. talking. Like, yeah. I'm not just talking about wrestling matches. I'm talking about like you know, love matches. <laughs> oh my god, wet dreams. <laughs> Let, let's put it. Let's let's. We're going back to that spot. Which spot would you rather do, Joey? Would you rather do a New Jack dive off a of, balcony onto a table or have to do a swanton off the top of a ladder uh, onto some fucking chairs man it's all you have to do is fall like you can't really fuck up the dive because you can but there's less there's just less margin for error when all you're doing is fucking just diving belt you're doing a belly yeah, flop but onto the, a guy but on yeah table. you're doing the belly flop but that's the thing is you're doing a belly flop you're, I mean, you're or would you rather take the uh, you can see where you're going the bump with the guy that new jack tasered I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, Wait, right. Are you, are you talking about the Vic Grimes fucking spot on yeah. the fucking scaffold? Oh, I definitely take the Darby spot. But, like, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> remember he fucking bounces Would you rather the take the mass transit beating or? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, 
it's hard to say because you are falling like straight down and uh you have your 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 stuff either your way belly. you're falling straight down yeah no 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 F- face down and your uh your belly and your ribs and everything it's a lot softer than your back and when you take that's why you take bumps on your back that's why they let you get shit in the chair with the fuck with with in the yeah, back but... is because your back can take it and uh so i don't i feel like it would be safer to land on my back than it would be to land and break but going, my ribs you're, but you're landing it's, on a guy and then through the table you know I mean, you're I mean? landing on you're landing on both and it doesn't even matter like i'd be way more worried about hitting the back of my head on the back of one of those like, chairs go back and breaking go back and look at some of those fucking balcony fucking oh uh, yeah they're like, crazy dives. i don't yeah it was a usually it's a not too much of a height discrepancy i don't know it's hard. It's it's hard to say, man. Some like, of those balconies weren't as as high as we were. I don't know if them. I I don't know if I'd want to risk my fucking uh, ribs and. Uh, okay, so you're doing the swanton onto fucking chairs from the top of a. I mean, ladder Jeff is in the catching ring onto the floor. Jeff is catching you too, and I don't know, man. Like I feel like my back could take it more than like my ribs could. It's really hard to say. And then like, do you trust Jeff to catch you more on this this uh, spot than you would to drive Vic you Grimes? Home? I don't. Then Vic Grimes? I just, fuck. I'm doing the new Jack dive. That's not okay. the question Remember, I Okay, asked. listen, listen. If you're doing that spot, times. if you're doing that spot, I mean, anything can go wrong in either spot, but the one that did go wrong was new Jack spot where he fucking, like, his brain matter came out of his fucking nose. So, I don't really, it's really hard to say, man. It really is. I'm doing the new Jack that, dive on. That wasn't Mustafa. the question I had asked. What is there, what's your question? I said, would you trust Jeff Hardy to catch you on this bump more than you would to get in the car with him? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> at least I could wear my seatbelt. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But that does put over how dangerous the spot was. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh He's my gonna God. launch your ass onto the fucking highway and end up in, next to fucking Sunny in a fucking yeah. um in a futuristic co-ed prison. <laughs> When I go flying through the fucking windshield, I wish there was some chairs to catch me. That's a monster pop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, after the match, the uh, Super Elite come down for a stare down with the Hardys. Obviously, Adam Cole's Jeff Hardy's next round opponent. And then it clearly seems like we're building Young Bucks versus the Hardys eventually. Uh, Young Bucks have a lot of those dream matches that's like just fucking in the fucking barrel. They just got to do them. You hear the word spot fest thrown around a lot. This is how you do a spot fest. Yeah, I can't. Awesome. I still think it's the most dangerous, insane bump in TV history. I don't think the New Jack stuff compares. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. Moving on to Rampage from May thirteenth, we had we open up with the uh, Andrade family office versus Death Triangle. This was pretty good. Um, again, like you know, just clearly plans for one group and not so much plans for the other. So. Death Triangle kind of predictably goes over. Uh, we have Kyle O'Reilly taking notes on Ray in the crowd, licking his pen and stuff. Can I be? Yeah, can I? Pen. Yeah, that was funny. To be real about this episode, and like as awesome as like Dynamite and stuff has been, and, and Rampage has been, this is probably one of the weakest episodes of of AEW I've ever seen in my life. No, you don't think so? This Rampage? Yeah, this Rampage. I don't think it was like incredible, but it wasn't. I thought it was pretty weak. We've seen, we've reviewed worse. Rampage has kind so. of a short history, but yeah, this wasn't. No, come on. This, this was one of the weakest episodes of AEW period that I've ever no, seen. No, no. Yeah. Oh god, no. I, dude, I'm not even the joking. Pandemic, some of the pandemic stuff, like not by no fault of their own, was way weaker. I was really critical of some of the pre-pandemic stuff. 
This, yeah. I mean, this had, you know, this first match we're talking about was really solid. Nothing wrong with this. I, I, I'm a little bored with House of Black just coming down to look at those boys. Yeah, it was. Like it they was show solid, up, yeah. they look at them, lights go out, they're gone. Like you didn't really do anything new with that, did you? But the match was, uh, match was good. It was fine. And yeah, got I don't his think the show in. was bad. I just thought it was pretty weak. Ray Phoenix got his shit in. Penta got some shit in. Like this was, this was cool. This was good. We just, it's just. And I was thinking this watching the match, we're just so fucking spoiled that this doesn't really do anything for us when we see it on AEW yeah. TV. Yeah, that's fair. If this was on WrestleMania, we would have been like, "Oh shit!" Like that was matching the fucking <laughs> card, right? Yeah, I saw actually. I saw something recently where it was um, Alvarez talking about how you have to like grade WWE on a uh, curve. Yeah, and, like yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, like <laughs> night two, we all thought the opener, like fucking eight man tag clash, was the best match. But well, this was better than that. Yeah. That's true. But it's just that we're so fucking spoiled, and that's just where we stand now. But it's testament to how good they've been. They've kind of created their own high bar they have to hurdle over every week or at least touch. So I'm trying to keep that in perspective watching this. This next match, though, was maybe not as much living up to uh, anywhere close to that bar. We have Sean Spears versus Bear Boulder. Uh, this was not exactly a squash match, but it was pretty much a squash match uh spears wins with the c4 again this is just sort of like gotta build up the guy who's facing wardlow who you haven't seen in a while on tv well it, it, without hijinks wardlow squashes spears i mean he, oh, yeah. he demolished everybody you know anything yeah. comparable or above it so they've You're got me spears yeah. isn't like I mean, a more credible threat do you, do you feel like it's something. a huge waste of time to like build spears just to get fucking destroyed like I mean, it was like they, four minutes. Didn't, didn't like, they do this before? They did this with Butcher. They yeah. they had him, you know, squash. Yeah, I guess so. Some yeah. Joe, yeah, and then he just got murdered pretty much. Um, they did it with Lance too. Lance at least was a little bit more competitive, yeah, but competitive. they, they yeah. did it with Lance too. But um, you know, cool that Spears was able to get the big man up for the move, and they put that over and stuff. And this was, you know, we've seen it before. We didn't really complain. It was it's utilitarian. And uh, but clearly, like in the cage, they've got some hygiene's playing for Wardlow because they've got to they've got to have Wardlow on the receiving end of some of something before the pay per view, yeah, in order I mean, to uh, you know build up sympathy or whatever. Like clearly, like he's gonna be upper handed at some point because he's been getting the upper hand just about every week for a month. So anyway, yeah, utilitarian, but whatever. Not too long. It's fine. We had a Tony Nese and uh, Smart Mark Sterling. Promo backstage, Sterling is, like, wrapped up from the, uh, quote-unquote, injuries he sustained at Wardlow, says that he's not a wrestler and he can't, you know, do this hook as a match. And he says that it's fine and that you can bet 10k that he'll beat them both by himself. We've talked about gambling last week, and uh, if you're a gambler, do not bet 10k on Tony Oh, that's Nese. not a hot tip. Okay. No, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're... If you might want to bet, you might... You know, I don't. I don't want to like totally endorse this, but you might want to bet 10k against him. If you're following our DraftKings journey, this is not the move. <laughs> uh, we then get uh, Riho versus Ruby Soho in the Owen Hart tournament. I thought this was actually pretty decent. Um, I felt like you know we, the common critique you have of like Riho is that she doesn't like the people don't necessarily work around that size, and I felt like you did get a bit more of that here. Mm, no, nah, for I don't some agree. reason, it's weird because I, I hate it. I've seen we've seen Riho in matches with a lot of women that are bigger than her, and a lot in women that are bigger than Ruby. For some reason, 
to me, she looked the smallest she's ever. Maybe it's just the screen I was watching on. Riho oh looked God, the smallest dude. she's ever looked in this match, dude. From the fucking outset, yeah, she did. When, when from the outset, when she fucking when she was at, when they were like fighting, they were doing chain wrestling, and Ruby was holding onto the arm, and her fucking arm looked like a stick. I yeah. just wanted to. I wanted to throw up. This I fucking hate this shit. So well, much. I'm sorry. It, with that said, Ruby controlled most of the match, and it was little more than a glorified squash. Like Ruby looked really True. strong. True. Uh, Rio got yeah. a couple hope spots in, but that's really up all her yeah. control amounted to. And I had well, and even then, like her. those hope spots were like really quickly like just snuffed out. Like she kicked out of like a move, and yeah. Ruby just like angrily hit her with a couple more and. And I I wasn't the biggest Ruby Soho person at the beginning, but the more I watch her, like every every time I see her wrestle, I like her more and more. There's little things that I notice that she does that I think she's really good at. And uh, yeah, I like her. She's a lot had more. a couple good outings in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we, I think she's definitely coming along. That match with Nyla was shit, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe that's Nyla's <laughs> fault. I don't know. Yeah, she's she's stringing together some good performances. I agree. Yeah, and she goes through, and I think uh, we would have won some money on that one too. Oh yeah, easy, easy money. <laughs> Next up, we have the Gun Club and acclaimed backstage. Oh. This was terrible. This was the. <laughs> yeah, y'all are telling me that this isn't the weakest episode you've seen in a while. This was, Come on, yeah, this dude. segment. Yeah, Riho. This, this segment had, was bad, but we've had other like Gun Club uh, acclaimed scissor s- joke segments, and we some of those the are, last one was yes, kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, some of those are actually kind of funny. This one was atrocious, and I was like, so after he, it was done, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? And again, at least it was quick. It gets like progressively weirder as it went. Though, the thing so is, it like, wasn't that quick. He asked, yeah, it like, it was not quick at all. Yeah, he, he asked, like, like an oh, eternity. We need, come up, <laughs> we need to come up with a new slogan and hand gestures. The gun club guys are always, you know, just basically like, oh, like, we've got two words for you. Or, like, you know, the cross chop thing. He's like, no, you can't do that. That'd never get over. And then they just do the acclaim stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, like the scissoring, you know, yo, listen. And then Billy says that he's pulled his clout. To get them a match, and they're all excited for this. He's like, "It's gonna be on elevation," <laughs> and they get yeah, fucking yeah. pumped up. There's one thing. There's one. Sa- there's one saving grace. You're laughing at it, and was it bad or did you love it? Like, <laughs> I, I, I just like like it was like kind of funny, but it was like, what was the point of this? Like, yeah. we're building it like when they, an elevation. Yeah. When they, <laughs> like, like, like when it, they do the little scissor hand shake thing or whatever, Max Gaster goes, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was another saving grace of this is whenever. Uh, Austin Gunn raises his hand. He goes, oh, oh, daddy, daddy, pick daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Maybe we did like this, and we don't know it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, We're at the end fucking... of the day, it's fucking, we need new hand gestures. It's some sub Vince McMahon fucking shit, too. Yeah, it was so <laughs> stupid. Got one other thing real quick. We have uh, the baddies. She <laughs> she cuts Tony Schiavone off, tells him to cut his shit. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if he even asked like, a real question. She's just like... Yeah, screw this guy so she story. does injured except not really like she's in japan but they just made this kayfabe reason apparently there might have been some miscommunication because yeah she didn't seem thrilled about that on twitter what what she's like oh i'm just finding out i guess i'm injured uh in japan i've had fucking three matches since then so i don't know what's going you know it was very oh yeah. fuck yeah we didn't we didn't cover that in the news segment are but they not gonna I, get her here in time or what the fuck 
No, like well, she's, that's what they replaced her. There's some scheduling shit or some miscommunication. Oh but I, my god! I think probably what happened is there was a scheduling conflict that they probably Wait. worked out, and then they kayfabe that she's injured, and then Sheeta, I guess, didn't like that or whatever. She couldn't just be like. I mean, oh, it's what? better than saying like, "Oh hey, like this prestigious tournament." Yeah, she's okay. one of our people. There's a string of tweets it. here. She didn't delete this. Okay, she says, "Well, I already had four matches after the street fight." And just finished the greatest fighting musical show, but I seem to have been injured. Japanese wrestling is nothing, nothing for them. That part I'm so was so sorry. Really, really what weird. the fuck? And I'm sorry I couldn't be in the tournament too. What is she? Is she saying she's injured, or is she being no, sarcastic? She's, she's she's saying like in kayfabe on AEW TV, they're saying she's injured and can't compete. But she's also saying like, but meanwhile, she came out and was like, hey, in case you didn't know. Since this street fight I was supposedly injured in, I've had four matches in Japan, and I guess they don't give a fuck about Japanese wrestling or it doesn't count what in their the storyline. That's what she's saying. I, I don't know why she couldn't be like, oh, they said I was injured. All right. I guess she was offended. Yeah, you couldn't make... Hold on. She says she goes on to say, I'm glad my heart... I'm glad from my heart that Chris is in the tournament now, and I'm going to try to enjoy sudden holidays in Japan because it has been a while before I had be positive. She then goes on to fucking post like a, a like a like a post like a actual like image as a as a post and put hashtag AEW. After my Philadelphia street fight, a doctor check from AEW was required to participate in the Owen Hart Cup and I couldn't re-enter enter the country in time. I'm so sorry to disappoint everyone. These difficulties sometimes happen with international talents. I feel healthy and never stop trying to improve. Please cheer for Chris while I do my best in Japan. Holy Sheeta will be back soon. So she was supposed to like get a check from a doctor and she couldn't. Like, that's kayfabe. So, so therefore she wasn't cleared. What the fuck? Why that's would she, if that's if that's kayfabe? Why would she leave the other shit up? I don't know. That's so weird. I think there was I don't there's some weird communication stuff. They don't care about Japanese wrestling. Pretty what? much what she was saying. She's basically saying, "Oh, you're saying on TV that I'm injured, but I'm over here wrestling in Japan, but I guess that doesn't count to you motherfuckers." Huh? Like come up with another reason why I'm not doing this tournament, you know? That I mean, that's a better. I mean, honestly in kayfabe, it's a better reason than like telling your audience like, "Oh, I guess she thought that, you know, this stuff was more important than, you know." Yeah, Damn, I guess straight up. Yeah. Like, straight all she, up. All like, she had to like, do yeah, was be yeah, like, yeah. "Okay, they said I was hurt, like what the fuck ever." Like she, they go they they just go they, yeah, they're like they're like, "Well, she wanted to do these Japanese dates instead of honor Owen fucking heart." Like It's weird that they <laughs> did I mean, did she not tell them about it until after like she qualified i don't i don't get it i don't understand maybe someone in the someone in the office like overlooked it or something who knows she should have been like hey uh, you're putting me over but i'm going to japan so you might not want to do that but whatever communication was weird but yeah so they thought that that was getting it by but instead as you know we've kind of alluded to that she's going to be up against chris statlander who was her former friend this might be the spot that they had planned for like Layla Hirsch before she was injured. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. Damn, on it, like, oh my gosh, dude, like, uh, what's going on with Chris's new character? It's weird. She has new music that's worse than the music yeah, I was before. Gonna, I, I thought like, that was weird that like, because like the music, like you could tell that like, no one like recognized it because there was just like no reaction. Yeah, what's the point of changing like, even from music the characters? Like that. Yeah, I like Chris Statlander. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with her little character. It's weird. Now that takes us to the main event, Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian for the TNT Championship. We get some a little bit of stunt of dissension uh, during the you know main event pre promo thing. 
Scorpio tells Ethan Page and Dan Lambert to hit the road. They're not needed tonight. And that he's going to put respect back in the TNT title. Uh, the match itself, I thought, was pretty good. Sammy and Ty are at ringside. They have their AAA tagged belts, uh, which is interesting because uh, they don't not as consistent with extra, you know, extracurricular belts and people having them and whatnot. But uh, I thought this match was pretty decent until like the finish, where I was kind of surprised that uh, I, mean, I wasn't so much surprised by the interference, but that you know they tease that like Scorpio is upset about it, and then all of a sudden he turns heel like. Joey has suggested that he maybe should for this feud, so I guess this will continue, but it was kind of a weird way to do it, especially after trying to put over Scorpio as a face. This is some fucking uh, like Vince Russo-ass shit. It kind of stinks of like bratty booking to where you had men of the year booked as heels, and because you had them working against you know Sammy, who they mentioned on TV, like go be unlikable somewhere else or whatever... Because you had to work working against Sammy and Ty, like they became baby faces. Yeah, and they fucking came in and still got booed hard. What the fuck? And what? yeah, this you, is horrible. Yeah, and well, and then like it seems know. like they're gonna be working them again. This fucking yeah. the story was so fucking easy, man. It's they getting cyclical. Just... It's getting cyclical. It's like okay, let's try this again. Uh, AEW God fans, damn. Men of the Year and Dan Lambert are the heels, and Sammy and Ty are the baby faces. You got that? Okay, take two. That's, that's all you had what to do like. was have them beat fucking Kazarian. Kazarian turns fucking heel, so he has some shit to do and joins the men of the year. That's all you had to fucking do. That's yeah. all you had to do. And that can, way, you're saying keep Sky a babyface? No, it keeps no. It's, it's Sky stays no. Sky stays heel. So they all so then they he, all heels. They're okay. all heels in men of the year. Okay. Or yeah, or yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. How whatever you got to fucking do to put them all together. So. Kazarian has something to do, and they fucking stack the deck against fucking Sammy. Maybe then you'll get some sympathy. Mm, I don't I mean, fucking know, but like I don't think I don't think that would happen. But you know, fucking try something like that makes sense, please. Yeah, this, this is, is what I would. This is what I would have done. I mean, if you want to keep Sammy and Ty involved in the angle, I would have had you know whatever have Scorpio retain. They can fucking shake hands or whatever with Frankie. Frankie doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be part of this ongoing he wasn't part of it before yeah and then you have full-on baby face men of the year and dan lambert saying funny stuff and slut shaming tie and stuff i saw all kinds of criticism yeah, online Jesus about slut shaming. yeah you know have them but it doesn't seem like they're changing sammy and tie face they definitely they acted like you know cocky little shits at ringside and then like they didn't exactly make a save like dan just like said like hey like you're not a man and you're girlfriend's a whore like you know it wasn't like it was just like yeah he's like they still ran in his girl's yeah. honor he still ran in and chased the heels off and then he had a baby face spot earlier where he in on um dynamite where he tried to warn scorpio about um yeah so that that's baby face shit you know um and they reference him being unlikable but i don't get it i i would have just completely flipped the script it's like okay you want to do it again let's do full-on baby face men of the year versus full-on heel Ty and Sammy with no yeah, gray. Yeah, that would have been the way to go. Like, if you're going to do it again, like, with no gray, all right, let's try it this way now. Um, yeah, also, then like, it would have had some fucking heat. It's like Tony's, well, like, a little brat. He's like, no, no, they're the heels, they're the faces. We're going to do this again. <laughs> We're going to do this again, you know? Well, just, also, like, I kind of just 
don't really want to see it again. Yeah, I no, don't either. Yeah, I want to see so- yeah. Scorpio Sky have matches with other people because he's good. I want to see this fucking shit really fucking go somewhere. Like, oh my god, this is so yeah. bad. That, that said, I liked the match. I liked um, match yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah. At least there was that. With all all that said, we got some good stuff here. You had this. At least you had an angle, whether or not we like it, but. I didn't think this was the worst episode. This is that is I thought kind it was of mad. super weak. Super at least the weakest one I've seen in a long time. So like the like I guess like like what are the weak elements? This finish, the well, just the direction, Sean Spears, Bear Bronson direction. thing, yeah. and then the uh, gun club thing, right? I mean, there's not much on the and show. I guess, it's only I an guess hour. You, yeah, you didn't really like Riho and yeah, yeah, and you know, and I just don't, I don't, you know, I'm not really that into Riho, but you're right, it wasn't that offensive. Maybe lower tier rampage for what we've seen sure. recently, but I there's think been so, some yeah. there's been some meh episodes of rampage this year too. But they were they had been on a roll. So all that said, I'm excited about uh, AEW. Like like I said at the top of the coverage, right? Uh, overall, they're firing and the pay per view is fucking shaping up, man. Let's get out of here, man. We've gone we've yeah. gone long, <laughs> but yeah. So thank you guys so much for fucking listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. And may your week be filled with many monster pops. See you guys later. Layla Hirsch. Give me a call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> later, guys. I'm going to kick you out.